Blog Talk Radio. Make you feel a little bad 
You feel just like you wanna cry now. Don't be ashamed. Fall on your knees and let it go. You see, this is what you do when your woman pack up and leave now. Would you get to the door? You turn around and wave her last goodbye. You say, baby. Tell me what I've done wrong now. You say, baby. Try me one more time. You say, baby. Don't make me weep now. You say, baby. I love someone. You say, baby. If you leave me, I'll go crazy. You say, baby. I need good, good love and I. You say, baby. Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm, and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. Listen, do you hear? It's getting closer. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill. We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. It's awesome, baby! What's happening, what's happening, what's happening? This is Coach Kyrie, and you are now rocking with the best What's up, what's up, what's up? Once again, it's Wednesday night, and we're getting ready to get that flavor in your ear. We're getting ready to get some heat in your seat. I don't know about the other rhyme. I try to do like three lines, but I don't always get it right. But tonight, you're definitely going to hear something that I try to I try to specialize in things that you haven't heard before. You know, I got my new glasses on, so this is this is like a world premiere for my new for my new specs. My sister said that now I'm ready for a photo shoot, so I'm cool with that. I gotta go to the barbershop though, get a little trimmed up. But you know, tonight it ain't all about Coach Kyrie. Really, it is it, never all about Coach Kyrie. It's about what I can add to your life. What's my phrase? You gotta add some champagne to your campaign. And that's what's going on tonight, baby. We're doing that tonight. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely got to say I appreciate everybody who is tuning in to Zoom in from Facebook. I'm very happy that um, everyone just like, yo, came on in to be like, what is this queen behavior? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just let's, let's, let's look at the words and break it down. You know what I mean? Like, queen denotes royalty, right? And behavior is how one acts or how one goes about doing certain things. So if you want to pull up Webster's Dictionary, like, look them up separately, right? Um, 
But fully functional, the fully functional queen, she needs the king too. The king, because there will be a king behavior, trust me. But in making the place where you say ladies first, remember Queen Latifah said ladies first? The king got to make sure it's safe for her to go out there. She knows that, you know, this is how I need to stunt. You know, we say stunting right now or whatever the behavior is or the mannerism in which she moves around and does her thing. Like, that's really big, and that's going to be part of what we're going to be covering tonight right here on Queen Behavior Radio. Now, you know good and well I can't do this by myself, right? And I normally don't. Because it's got to be the yin and the yang. It's got to be the hot and the cold. It's got to be the water and the fire. But it's also got to be complementary. I don't always like uh, using the words opposites. You know, complements attract, you know. And you got to make sure it's really, really, really complementary. And tonight I went through great lengths to make sure that... I had a really, 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 really nice compliment. Now, I don't know if she's nice now. I mean, of course, she has the right attitude and things like that, but she's raw. She's raw. And I've been waiting for over a whole year to get this special guest on my show. When I approached her, she was ready. I was watching the moves that she was making, not just uh, on the internet, but the moves she was making on the ground too. And I was like, yo, she fits right in with my listening audience because y'all want the higher echelon stuff. Y'all want Bentley, you know, Jaguar, Maybach. Y'all don't want Chevrolet, Toyota, and Hyundai. Those are okay, but when you come over to Coach K Radio, you're like, yo, we got to have that high end. And I was like, she fits. But guess what? She was like, oh, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. She just ran that to me about how she wasn't ready and all that other stuff. And I was just like, oh, Lord, have mercy. So now a year has passed. Much, much more, much more seasoning, you know, much more. Uh, she's, she's ready now and she thinks she's ready. And I'm very happy that she has decided to bless me with her appearance with her wisdom, with her grace, with her power, with her own magic. Um, for those of you who have never heard of her, Lord have mercy. This one here is, she can really got that air of transparency that's really raw, but it ain't like super vulgar and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like she may let a, she may let a, a curse word slip like a shucks or a dang or something like that, but... Overall, it's just something that you're really, really, really going to enjoy tonight. Um, she is a mother. She's an amazing mother. She's an amazing manager. She is a published author. She is uh, nationally recognized as an author, as a speaker. Um, she has so much power. That's one of the things, like, sometimes... It's tough to put on somebody's resume power, but I can say that this person is full of power, right? Uh, I say that very confidently, 
And you're going to see that tonight. Now, she's very feminine, too. She's also very sexy. And there's so many things that I could use to describe her. She's feisty, too. Lord, is she feisty. She ain't no pushover, neither. She ain't no chump. Uh, But you're going to learn all of these things tonight plus more. If I didn't mention it, don't worry. By the time you get, you know, 20, 30 minutes from now, especially you all who are listening on the download, you're going to be like, oh, wow. I, I didn't call in and catch this live. Those of you who are online live right now, you are in for a special treat because you're going to have an opportunity to call in and talk to her. Give her some, give us some feedback. You know how we do. We want to hear some feedback. We want to see what's going on. What's up? What's up? You know, I got an opinion or a comment about queen behavior. And the lines are going to be open tonight, 347-205-9089. Y'all better get ready. When you are ready to jump on in here, all you got to do is press 1. You see what I'm saying? So let's get it popping up in here. Y'all put y'all hands together for my friend and yours, V.B. Steele. It's awesome, baby. V.B. is in the building. What's happening? What's up? I don't know what to say after that. I mean, are you talking about me? I'm waiting for Oprah to come up or, I mean, is, who's going to be? Susan Taylor? Who do you got on the show? You all of that, boo. That- you all of that. You all of that. You all of that. Well, I just, I just want to Yes, just say thank you. I'm just, I'm really humbled. I mean, I, you almost had a tear was coming down my eye. I was like, wow. Well, I appreciate that. Susan Taylor is on the line listening in because she couldn't get in. I didn't ask her, ah. but she, she heard you was going to be here. So she put off the entire production of Essence Magazine for the night, make sure she was on the line. I see, I see a, a Chicago area code. So that's Oprah. I see Michael Bazin okay. listening. I see Michael Bazin listening. Okay. He always calling okay. in, listening. And okay. I think that's a DC. I think that's a DC number I see. So that's probably Michelle Obama that's okay. listening. Okay, okay. Because I they can, heard. I can get with that. Right, right. They heard you was gonna be in the building. You know uh, what I mean? Okay, so, I can. I can get with that. You know, I love speaking amongst my mentors and my elders. I can get with that. No, you they know, ain't no elders honor. tonight. Tonight they not no elders. Tonight they sitting at your feet. Tonight they students. Oh. Oh, okay. This is a difference. This is a difference when you come oh, over oh, here on behavior. They got to learn okay. to listen sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay, okay. Some of them, Susan may be having a little problem with transparency. Oprah may be okay. having a little problem with, you know, man chasing. You know, so we're going to send a okay. message out to the big dogs and the little dogs tonight. Okay. I'm with, okay. I, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to let the Lord use me. I'm going to open up my mouth, and what comes out of me is going to come. Because, you know, they say if you're ready, you don't got to get ready, you know. And I've lived my life, um, according to this, this is not, not just can, can practice for, I've lived my life, um, you know, I wrote this book. You know, I didn't look at no example. I, I wrote this book out of my life. It took me 10 years to write Man Chaser because I had to really give up the pride and let my skeletons out the closet. And I think that was the most difficult but most empowering thing that I have ever done for me and those who read have read Man Chaser. Wow, that's cool. 
You know, <laughs> this is this is. <laughs> so check it out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We do we do the sound effects around here. So I no, see. Don't get, I gotta, don't, okay. Don't well, get, excuse don't, me. I'm gonna be a little kid tonight. This is my first time, so I'm gonna be giggling and what's that? And okay, so. Well, yeah. what we say about all that is uh, this is a dream come true. We ain't even worried about that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Make yourself at home. Mikasa, Sukasa. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Just take your okay. shoes off. You know, probably what you be hearing is a whole bunch of standing ovations. Right now. behavior thing is about so you know let's get ready to get this party started um the first thing i need you to do is just relax and pretend that there is a 14 year old or 15 year old who never heard of vb steel standing beside an extraterrestrial from out of space who ain't never heard of vb steel and they are like who are you you know what i'm saying so introduce yourself like give Give me a give me and the extraterrestrial and the fourteen year old and Susan and Oprah, you know, give them your formal introduction of just who you are, where you from, like some of your roots and where you come from, you know, so they can, you know, start feeling a little more comfortable about who you are. Who are who is V B Steele? Okay. Well V B Steele was born Vonda K. Sampson. She was born in Durham, North Carolina, but she was raised in a small town called Clinton, North Carolina, in Sampson County. Um, she is the... <laughs> okay, okay. My Hello. Phone. Hello. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, hey, that was for Clinton. When you said Clinton, North Carolina, that, I had to, I had oh, to give it up. That was for the dark horses. Okay, that was for the dark horses. Straight for the dark horses. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, hey. So, uh, Vonda, uh, and I'll tell you what, Vivi Steele, I'll introduce you to Vivi Steele later on down the line, but Vonda is the youngest of a twin. She has a twin named Rhonda. And what happened when Vonda was a young girl, around four years old, she remembers uh, they used to spend summers out to her grandfather's house, um, and his name was Ed Lee, and this is written detailed in the book, Man Chaser, Overcoming Rejection. So Vonda, as being a young twin, would spend a lot of summers out, you know, hot summers out in Sampson County, out all the way down 701, and that was Sampson Town, and it was nothing but horses and pigs. It was not a lot to do. Um, we had to go outside, play in the dirt. I mean, it wasn't you no know, Internet, no games. I mean, we literally had to find stuff to do. So early in the morning, my grandfather had a ritual. Ghost. He would go sit out on the porch, and me and my sister would run out there when we got dressed and sit on his lap. And I would, we would race to see who got on there first. Well, he didn't like me. He he was more privy to my sister, um, and he let that be known that he didn't like me, and he would do things like get out for me if I would try to rub his hair or kiss him. He would literally, like, fart me off like I was a neck. Get out for me. I don't I literally say that. Get out for me. I don't like you. Uh, my sister being the older one, I acted like the older one. I was the young one, so I would act like it didn't bother me, and he would say, get out for me, and she would sit there, and I would go, and run. it was the front porch, I would go run, and it was a garden out in the front, and I would literally go run out in the garden and try to act like it didn't bother me, and I would literally speak to God, like cry and hold the tears and so my sister couldn't hear me or see me hurt, and I would like ask him why he doesn't like me, why did he do that, and literally cry, and um, the Lord would literally speak to me, and show me things, and, and the tree. it was a beautiful, you know, summer day, and I've detailed this, but I can remember as this was yesterday. And he would speak to me and show me the trees and the bumblebees and the clouds, and he'd say, you see those things? That's how 
much I love you and um, I love you and I didn't understand, but why doesn't he love me? And so as a little girl, I would make, I would detail, I would be so um, crafty and making ways of how my grandfather was going to love me. So every day this summer, I would, like, I, he, I would pick him flowers or I'm going to get out there first and I'm going to rub his hair, I'm going to do this. And without fail, he would do something. By the end of the day, I thought I had his affection. He would say, get off of me. I mean, without fail. So um, long and short, fast forward, that caused something to me where the, the patriarch of my family didn't love me, and I thought that I had to chase and earn a man's love. And so that's what it caused in me, um, even though on my mother's side and uh, my father's side I had women that were married, strong women, um, that I saw love, but he instilled in me what I called the chase that I thought I had to earn a man's love for him to love me, which was a lie. And so um, I detail this young girl that goes through and she um, has to overcome rejection because she was rejected. And so it was uh, low self-esteem that was instilled in her when around her was the opposite of strong women, but because he rejected her, she um, had very low self-worth and she tried to hide it from her sister, which was the pride, which is what a lot of women carry. They have this outward appearance of looking away, but the inside is low and we're not the queens, we're the peasants, you know, we're we're in a low state. So this book details the life, and V.B. Steele was born uh, when actually someone told me I was going to write this book in 1997, that it was going to bless a lot of women. And I always saw myself being this movie star. I was going to be on sets like, like Will and Jada and Denzel Washington. I was going to be doing movies. I was in the director's chair. I never saw this movie, and I always had these dub moments where God said, well, you're going to write your own movies. And then this book came forth when I was told this. Two years later, I wrote the first chapter. It was 10 years later that I finished the book because uh, any women on this um, in this listening audience knows um, when you're telling your skeleton and you're letting your skeleton, it's a very painful, it was a very therapeutic process, and it was very hard for me to tell the shameful things that I had been, situations I had been in. So in the fifth year of me writing this, I would, you know, I would write here and there, but this fifth year, 2005, I was sitting down at the computer, and my mother literally walked by me and said, Vonda, if you'll be still, and literally we looked at each other, and he said, be, be still and know that I am God. Be still, and my power, be still. And V, be still has been the power of my life. It's been the power of sitting still and let God deal with me and my issues. And a lot of the times when we're um, walking in a lower self than who we are, walking in low self-esteem, walking in, in, in anger, unforgiveness, um, bitterness, um, you have to be still and let God deal with you. So that's who V.B. Steele is. V.B. Steele became this author when this was published in 2010 that literally had to let people know that this is a book called Man Chaser, that I had put everything in my life that was shameful, that was uh, a woman would never do, that I literally had women that were angry, literally, coach, literally, that I would say, how did you like that? And they would say, oh, I couldn't did all that. And then they would open up and say, thank you. And I had grandmothers say, I went through that. I didn't realize I was still dealing with rejection from my grandfather. I've had men that were rejected from their mother because they were victims of rape that say, you healed me from my rejection, and I'm going to buy six books, and I'm going to give them to everybody on my job. So it's so transparent. It's so powerful that what I gave up and, and the situation I had been in, and you have to read it, but it was just certain situation as a young girl. She grew up. I grew up in the, and then I met a kingpin in, in D.C., and, you know, I saw him, and that was mine. And then I, you know, I was just in love with different type of men looking for love, but then I, I tell my audience of the situation that was shameful. 
um, that I that that no one would tell, but I told. But that power that I let God use me, and I was I just say I was a vessel, and I just let Him use me was the power that people are still reading today, and they are they are blessed by the transparency of the shame that I was able to release, and they look on a cover and say, "But this is you now, but this is you," and it's a power in that. And so that's what VB still is, and VB still now goes around and she empowers and she motivates by what she's been through. And I'm not ashamed to let people know that there's power in your process, and that's there's power in your process. So don't be ashamed where you are if you're dealing, if you're in a situation where you know this man is not treating you right, and you know you're in a situation where he's seeing other women and he's not spending time with you, and you know you're beautiful and you know you're a good woman. Don't be ashamed of that process because until you can process out of that process, you got to take baby steps. It's like we don't go to elementary and automatically go to high school and graduate. There's a process because if you go too quick, then you're not going to get the lessons. You're not going to understand what that, how to get rid of that bitter root. You're not going to understand really what forgiveness means. You're not going to really know what it means to, to treat a king unless you've been treated like a peasant by someone who's dogging you. And, and the sad thing about it, a lot of us women don't know how to treat a good man because we're so used to being dogged, and it's like, Unfortunate because we're born in inequity, we got to be dog so much so I can appreciate a king and I can raise my hand and that's me. So that's the power I can recognize when a woman is in a bad situation and I don't judge them, but I know what you're going through and I can call that situation out. So I get a lot of inboxes and what is this and what is that. And But I can appreciate a king now because when hurt and pain comes, coach, you don't, you're scared of something that feels good. You don't even know how to receive it. So it's, if we can go on and on, which, you know, what goes to where I'm doing now, we need to talk relationships because now I use that power and that process that I've been through to empower people and to talk about the issues and let's get them out because it's, it can become webs of bitter roots. And hold on, poison. hold on. Before we, get to, before we get to we need to talk, let me go back a second because somebody heard what you said and they probably thinking like, oh, what you mean I, I got to get dog." She must be stupid. I ain't gonna be stupid. I ain't gonna, ain't nobody gonna play me like that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't go for stuff like that. Yada mm-hmm. yada yada. That's her. That's not me. What do you say mm-hmm. when somebody says something like, "Oh, that ain't me." You know, uh, that she sound like she dumb, or you know, that's just mm-hmm. her. That couldn't happen mm-hmm. to me. So you know, because there's some men out here listening. That's one of the main right. reasons I had you come on tonight in the first place was because some of the men need to hear a part of your story because I'm going to ask you some setup questions that's going okay. to be for men to, you know, to consider coming from right. a transparent woman because I'm from the from the school of thought that many women are not transparent. They're afraid to be transparent right. and they hide and they lie and they lie as a form of protection, not deceit. Some of them lie from deceit, but not the majority of them. A lot of them right. lie because, you know, they just, that's just that's just a form of protection. So I want to know, and not only what do you say, but have you ever heard that, or is that just me thinking that somebody's saying that? Has somebody ever said that to you, and how do you respond? Um, um, I don't know if I've ever heard it directly to me because a lot of people, they, or a lot of people, it's not for everybody. Let me just go back to the, the, the most recent, re, uh, I got a review from a young girl that followed me a couple of years on Twitter, and she said she had just found me. And she wrote me this long testimony on my inbox. I shared it, but she said I empowered her and I blessed her. And she was in the bad, and she was in the same situation. And at the end of her, te- it was a long part, about two paragraphs. But at the last sentence, she said, "Your book is not for everybody." 
and there's a lot. But let me speak to that woman because I've met all, I've met that woman, and the, and I know because I'm a woman, I know, and because I have sisters and and girlfriends that are that woman say I'm not gonna go through that, but they're single and they're alone and they can't keep a man. So I can speak to it in that sense, but the woman that says that's not me, I'm not going to be dogged, is there's a certain situation that you're in, and, and there, there's a lot of women that I know that I've become close to that has this outer appearance as i got it going on, but they go from man to man, and they can't keep a man. They're either too fidelity, they're too, I'm not going to take this situation, I'm not going to take this, I'm not going to be dogged. I'm not telling anyone to be dogged, but when we're in a situation and we don't know any better, we hear this all the time, when you do know better, you do better. But when you're in a situation and you think it's love, and you get in a situation, you love a person, and you get or you get into it, and the sex is great, the chemistry is good, and the man, man or woman does not appear or turn out to be like you thought they were going to be, and you you hooked up in there, you 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 soul tied. So we all, I, one thing I've learned, you never say never. It's not that I'm telling you, that, oh, you got to be dog. What I'm saying is we've all been in situations that have been less than. We've all been in situations where. Um, love got the best of us. I love got the best of us. Um, we got caught in a situation where, I, you know, our flesh was, you know, our lust was greater than our needs or our standards, and we was disappointed. So I'm not saying uh, you got to be down, but what I'm saying is that sometimes it takes a lot of bad situations. So let me rephrase. It takes a lot of bad situations before we can appreciate a good one. And if we've been in bad situations uh, too long, or uh, for seasons after seasons, we don't even know how to process out to receive a good situation. So I don't know if I answered that question, but um, yeah, to the woman that say I'm not gonna be dogged out, I'm I've, I've been I'm I'm a woman first of all, and I deal with women. I'm around a lot of women. I mean, even my circle are on different levels, but I can say they all got everybody got issues, but they're just the transparency is what the key is. They're not willing to admit them. And so, and I will say this, there's more people to read my book that I will never know. And I hear it in circles. Like, it comes back to me. They will never let me know they read it. And that's the pride of a woman. They won't, <laughs> they won't let you know that they're going through it. And, and I promise you, I've heard it over and over again. There's people, and it comes back to me in secret, such and such got your book. And will never tell me, will never write a review, will never let me know nothing. This one girl that sent me the inbox said her aunt, told her you need to read this book. I don't even know this woman. But she wasn't trying to hide it, but I've heard of different women. I don't know what it is, but they won't let me know. I think it's a pride thing. You know, everybody's not. And I got a lot of hate, I'll be honest with you, who I'm speaking to. I got a lot of hate and envy because I was so transparent. Well, you will be transparent. I'm not about to tell my skeletons. I'm doing what I do, and I do it well. And, and they're on Facebook, and they're putting, presenting this image. But you know you're the biggest, excuse me, you're the biggest trick in the city. But because I came out with this book and I was ashamed of it, or if they felt I had something on them and they wasn't ready to be that transparent, they'd rather play this role. And I know because I know the people you deal with. So it was a lot of that, too. I get a lot of that. Like, eh, I'm not, you know, I ain't no man chaser. Whatever. And so the, even the name alone, they don't want to see, be seen. I ain't no man chaser. And, and you're the main one that needs it. And so. <laughs> It's awesome, baby! <laughs> Woo-wee! Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. This is the home of trans... I should start calling my show Transparent Radio on you jokers out here. See, I pride That's myself... Hold on for a second before I go back to what you are saying. I pride myself in my transparency. Like, I'm looking for more 
people who got felonies, who been to prison, who used to sell dope, who smoke weed, who got out of all of that, who now work for themselves and run their own life like a boss or a king or a queen. But they ain't going to never know it's possible unless I be transparent first. That's that's why I was like, you was ready last year when I was like, because all you needed was the transparency. You ain't need no practice of being on the radio. You ain't need no practice. You ain't need to have no book sales. You, as long as it was done and you was like, I'm transparent and my name is Miss 100 or you can call me, upgrade me to Miss 1000, I keep it 1000, then that is what makes somebody a catalyst for the people who really need to change. Like they like they have to change. It is it's not like my fault. We, I mean, it's not like they're being forced to change, but like most dynamite, it's got to set be set off. Like the detonation has got to be set off before it's gonna explode. And sometimes explode doesn't mean that it's destruction. Like they use dynamite to mine for diamonds and mine for coal and things like that. So the the front, as you just called it, or I mean, you didn't use that word, but the front, some people keep up because they don't want to be transparent, but they're going to go run and get the book because they know that the name suits, yep. suits that situation. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the show I used to have called Man Leads, uh, Roe, the author of that book, said a lot of women get married and are married because they are they don't want to seem like they are undesirable. They're not getting married because they so in love and it's they soulmate. No, they're getting in love because it's a part of the front that they got going on. And 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 they ran the man down and clubbed him. They didn't club him physically like you think that you see in the cartoons, but they use some not so respectful techniques and tactics and got them not necessarily didn't even get a king. They just got a stand in, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. my friend in Greensboro, if y'all go over uh, on Wendover, my homegirl Gwen, she called him a mattress monkey. I said, what's a mattress monkey? Mm. She said, well, you know, he just going to do some tricks for like a banana. He just going to get on here. He's real strong and everything. And you know, but that's all he good for is doing tricks on the mattress. He ain't good for nothing outside of that. He just good for that. And, when somebody say, "Girl, I just you know I can't even, I can't seem to get a man or uh, uh, none of these men this or whatever," you say, "Well, I got one." And then the other big point that you brought up, Lord have mercy. Now I was trying to wait till later on, but you just went ahead and kicked in the door with the faux faux like Biggie Smalls and said, "Now BB said this." Now I agree, but she said it first, so y'all don't jump on me. Y'all don't jump on me because I got her back and her front and her side, but. You said most of these women can't keep a man. Woo! It's awesome, baby! Some big shots right there when you said they can't keep a man. You must, you must explain what you are talking about from a female perspective, because we ain't got to the queen behavior first. We're just analyzing right. the problem. We're going to get to the solution, but you must right. tell me like I'm stupid. Talk to me like you don't know me and say, what in the world are you talking about? You're talking about a woman can't keep a man. I thought she could just uh, 
do get her hair done, smell good, and give him a little nookie nookie, and it'd be all good. And he just stayed. What's up? <laughs> You know, it's interesting. I just went to high school and did the same. Uh, we need to talk. We're going to get to that later. But, you know, the high school student said it. A young girl came to me, probably ninth or 10th grade. She said, I don't know. I don't want to know how to get a man. I want to know how to keep one. Okay, so they even understand it on an adolescent level. And so a lot of women here are have all these high objectives and this high list and all this long list of what a man needs to do. What a, and she could be a college educated and driving a, a luxury car and got her own home, but she can't keep a man because of our attitude. And that's going to lead us to, to queen behavior. But keeping a man is really knowing how to, that word, submit to a man, love a man, know how to stroke his ego, um, know the point in this I got to pause right here. I heard the most powerful thing from a sister when I was in the ministry um, with um, Prophet Bonham. She said, Bonham, when God sends you to a man, when God sends you a husband, when God sends you a man, woman on this phone call that hears my voice, when God sends you into a king's life, you need to ask God, what is the need that I am serving? What is his need? Because we are his help meet. So what is the need that I need to serve? What is the need that I need to meet for this man? And so when we when we understand our purpose in that man's life and everything else is made clear, but what happens with a woman, she goes in and she's looking for her needs to be met. It's backwards. See, I don't know, me and my girlfriend used to say, they see there's not many of us. And I call myself now the modern, modern uh, Proverbs 31 woman, and that still should be effective today because my father taught me one thing he passed away, but my father used to always instill this in me. And he had a slew, he, sl- sl- he, he did his thing. But one thing he taught me, he said, Mona, always bring something to the table. But what's wrong with the women today, they want the man to bring something to the table, but they really got it twisted if they read the Bible. The Proverbs 31 woman, she held it down. I mean, she held that man down, and he was a king out the gate. He was a king doing his thing, but the woman held him together, and they don't know how to keep him because they don't know how to submit. They don't know how to love him. They don't know how to find, find his needs and to love him. They don't have to be no side chick. Because you're going to be everything. There was a comedian that came to my last talk service in, in, in coach. You remember this. You got to be the whore. You got to be, and we hear this all the time, but you got to be every woman to this man. So that's when, it, when that's talking about a, a woman don't know how to keep him because they want to run it. They want to control it. They want to tell that man what to do. They want to nag. And that's the worst thing for a man. Do not, a man goes out and tries to be a king and faces this world every day. He don't want to come home to a nagging wife, a woman. Or his chick calling him every five minutes, where you at, what you doing. He wants a secure woman, a confident woman, that when he out, he ain't heard from her. What's she doing? Let me call and check on her. It's an energy that we give out. That's how you keep them. It's an energy. It's a confidence. It's an alluring spirit. It's a, it's a, it's a spirit in a woman that says, I'm confident. I'm secure. The same way I got you and what you was attracted to me, that's how I'm going to keep you. I'm not going to all of a sudden get, get, insecure when I know you was a man that I was attracted to. So what makes you think other women ain't going to – see, I know when I'm attracted to a man and the type of man that I'm attracted to, he's a boss. He's a king. So I know other women are attracted to him. So I'm not going to get it – I'm not going to all of a sudden get insecure, which is the very thing that spirit alone – I hope y'all – it's not just being insecure, but it's a spirit. It gets off of energy that's negative. So no matter how you act, you're giving off an insecure spirit, and that's what causes a woman not to keep a man. Because a man, you start to, you start to whine, complain, nag. You want to be up under him all the time, and that's not what a man wants. 
He wants a woman to be his friend. He wants a woman that he wants. He wants to spend time with her. So I don't want to keep going. I want to call you. I hope I answered your question. But <laughs> hey, hey, don't you listen here? You are not allowed to apologize over here for going in with that gospel. My, one of my martial arts instructors said, "Truth need no apology." You ain't got to apologize okay. when you're spitting that real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, 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 or my boys on the block, they smoking that loud. You ain't you ain't got to apologize when they uh, when they make you cough. You know what I'm saying? It's that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. nah, it's okay. It's okay. You had. Listen, what you okay. said you was going to do when you came in, you was going to open your mouth and you was going to let it come out. That's I'm fine right. with that. You got okay. you got the floor. I I'm over here man in the background. You just you just sit over there and play with the radio. I got I got everything else covered. Don't you worry about nothing. Okay. I want you, your shoes is off, light you a little incense, whatever you want to be drinking on, some sparkling water, some shampoo, whatever you want to do, you know what I'm saying? You just go ahead and just relax. But when I ask you a question, you give me a good old thorough answer like that, that's exactly what everybody is looking for. We like to get the raw deal. Look, ain't nobody, I see, um, ain't nobody hung the phone up. Oh, your girl from Essence and Oprah done called about 10 more people, told them to uh, call them. Call them. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, they ain't so even funny. said nothing. If, if anybody so does want to have a comment or you got a question for VB, get on the line. The call the number 347-205-9089. Press 1 to raise your hand so you'll be in line for when I'm getting ready to uh, take, take some callers. Uh, first off, what I highly suggest is that y'all get over to Amazon. Let me, let me, let me, let me show how I, how I operate. On Team Success, rule number three is following instruction saves lives. It also makes money. If you go over to Amazon right now, and type in Man Chaser VB Steel. Man Chaser, one word, V as in victory, B as in B Steel, and then S T I L as in steel. You're going to find the book. Snatch you up one, two, three, four copies right quick. You hear what I'm saying? Don't sit around here and cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Because one thing about Vonda, she like me, she talked really fast. But she talked fast because. She got a big message to say. She's not really nervous. She just got so much God in her that want to come out. That's why you need to get the book. So you take your time and so you can be like, oh, shucks duxy She said that? Yeah. Like she playing the book back in her head as she's talking to you. So treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Don't get caught out there at Walmart the day after Thanksgiving getting stomped down trying to get a TV that ain't going to bring you nothing but some foolishness. Get you something that you can learn. Get you something that can inspire you. Get you something that can show you a new writing style. A Because most people writing now ain't writing transparent. You got them hoochie hoochie magazines about, you know, 95 South and, you know, a good woman got her legs open and stuff like that. That ain't even really that transparent. If you was to see the women who write them books and try to holler at them, They'll, they wouldn't even talk to you because that's not even their real life. So treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Add some champagne to your campaign. Go over to Amazon. Type in Man Chaser, M-A-N-C-H-A-S-E-R. Bam, bam. There it is. Uh, look up VB Steel on Facebook. Send her a friend request. Send her a message and was like, girl, I appreciate it. Thank you. You got that loud. I'm over here coughing right now. You know what to say, and 
that's how you that's how we treat our guests. You understand? By showing them respect for what they did. It took her ten years to get the book written. So you, you, um she had to been going through something in order to like write it in real time. Did you write some real events in there that happened? Did you only write about your grandfather or did you put some juices in there about I met this kingpin and this is what was going oh, on? Oh, it's, it's juicy. It what I I'm sorry to cut you off, coach. It's it's it reads what I say it reads like urban fiction. When you get the book and you read it on the back, it reads like urban fiction. Um and the testimony I got, the powerful thing that I got out went in and walked into borders that was here on High Point Road, and I walked in, and they have a local author that support local authors. But what happened was she said she put she had to put it in three different sections. She put it in the urban, she put it in the Christian spiritual, and then she put it in the new um, inspirational. Are and you that sure? was the first. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. She had to put it in three different sections. And she said, and what happened with Manchester was they had to give me my own B, it's a BNC number, I, I, I believe, and don't, don't um, mark my word on that, but it's a it's a border specific borders number order purchase order number. She said because she could not keep my book on the shelf, so they literally had to give me my own borders number to keep it in stock because they couldn't keep it on the shelf and it was in three different sections. So it's a very transparent, very real life that reads like urban fiction. Um, when they when one of the characters read the book, um, it sold out in eight days because I I promoted it for five years. Um, that's when my space was hot, so I would write chapters, and everybody would say, Bonda, when is this book going to be finished? And so it wasn't like, I, yeah, I can spit out books. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of publishing companies out here that spit out books, and they write in these, you know, street novels. I couldn't do that because I'm writing about my own life, so I had to go through it to get through it, and I had to give you a lesson. And so um, when the book came out, it sold out in eight days because I had – promoted it so much that people was like, when I would give, you know, a chapter, a paragraph here, and they were eight days. And the young lady who had, you know, allowed me to sell a book at a boutique downtown would tell me certain people that would come do it. And this is what I heard, that 90% of the people are going to come because they nosy, because it was real life. I used first name, and I let them know it was first name, but it was my life and stories. It was situations that every woman, if not every woman, every woman can relate to. I was just, I told it like it was. I told how I was in VIP, and I met this guy, and I ended up going back to his room, and he left out the room, and he was gone for a long time, and then his roommate said something to him, and I was embarrassed even going over to the room because he was a cop. He was about to go pro. You know, I had to sing for NBA players. He was about to go pro, and he was out the room for a long time, left me in there, and the, and the roommate says, are you up? And I want to cringe, and I got out that room so fast. But why would I even put myself in that situation? That was the lowest of the low. And to come find a phone call from a young man that was in the room when I entered the room, it was a you know it was a dorm, and it was all hanging out. And so he was talking to me, acting like he wanted to meet my sister. And this is in a book, and this is one of the lowest fears I've ever been in my life. And he called me a couple of days later, and he told me with loving kindness, he said they talked about you in the in the locker room. And they said their intentions was to run and train you. That's why he left out the bedroom, and he and the, their intentions was his roommate was going to try to get you. I was just laying in, and nothing happened with me and the roommate. But for me to even put myself in a situation, you know, they talk, you know, you meet a man and you go to the dorm room and they talk to you into being in a dorm And I know I'm not the only woman that's been through this. College students, that's why we're taking this, this we need to talk to college students, you know, because you go to a man's dorm room, that's saying something else to him. 
you know, it's not what we think. We think we're going to, you know, you're going to his bedroom and he's about to get you. He wants some. So that was a very uh, low period for me. I got out of there as soon as I could, but for this young man, he said he saw something in me. He said, you didn't belong there, and he loved me with the truth. And he said, we talked about you. They were talking about me in the locker room in the University of Merida, and this is where the, M- the NBA players, the Washington Wizards uh, played, and I was talked about. I was talked about, Coach. Do you know how many, I mean, that was the level, that was the lowest point when you read the book, the lowest of the low, and I cried out to God. I said, please help me. I was so embarrassed. And he brought this young man, and we started dating. Um, well, I want to say he, he just, I'll call him an angel. He took me out, and he treated me like a queen. He treated me like I was supposed to be treated, and he spoke to me of who I was. He said, that's not you. I saw you, and that's not you. And that was my pivotal point when I said, uh, and I will be in the VIP, and I will be, in, you know, I will be VIP, and I will, I will be able to enter where other women wouldn't enter. I had this look on me, and I drew VIPs and very important people to me. But the thing about Vonda, she didn't know she was a VIP. And I will be in the VIP, and I will be with the wizards, and I will feel like a piece of me, and I will be praying, God, this ain't me. But every time I would, I would give them what they wanted because my esteem, my self-esteem was so low that what they wanted, I gave it to them because that's what I believe, you know, I had to do to get the relationship. But it's just like it turned on me. I became a man. I became, I played the game. And all in actuality, I really wanted a relationship because I was so numb, that dumbed down, I started playing the game. And I started acting like I didn't want a relationship. And, you know, I'm just, you, all you want is sex. Okay, well, then I'm just going to give you sex. And I was lying to myself and being, you know, and I was crying inside. And I was like, I can't do this. And it was, it was, it was an addiction. And I talk about it being an addiction to the VIP room. Um, it, it's a, so, yeah. Mm. You said something? Yeah. No, no. I said, whoa, I'm over here listening. I'm on yeah. the edge of my seat. I'm on the edge of yeah. my seat. Now, I ain't the, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a real person. I mean, I'm hosting the show, yeah. but I get real reactions yeah. myself. I'm trying to think of what yeah. my, I, I got. My mind is racing with questions. I'm just yeah. waiting for you to, you know, uh, uh, just, I'm going to get in there with my questions, but as long as you're telling the story, then right. It, right. everybody's listening and, and you know, my thing, well, let me, I guess, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I, I want to continue where I'm at because somebody needs to hear this. I had an addiction to the VIP room. I had an addiction to the life. I had an addiction to the lifestyle. Um, I was a very, and I'm, I'm speaking this woman not, not to be arrogant, but I was a, you know, I, I feel I was very attractive. You know, I had a nice shape. You know, um, I dated when I went to D.C., and you'll read about it. I got, you know, I saw uh, this young man, and he ended up being a kingpin in D.C. But, see, what I saw was power. And what me being a strong woman, I wanted somebody that I could, that I could lean on. I didn't want to be the strong one because I grew up being rejected by my father. So I wanted a man that was strong to me that could protect me and love me. So when I saw this man, I really didn't know who he was, but I knew who he was, I said, that's me right there. And he ended up being a kingpin, very popular man in D.C., Maryland, and I literally set my eyes on him, and it was two years, but two years later, he's the father of my son, and he ended up proposing to me, and you got to read the story, but it's, a, it's all it mentions is a story of faith, it's a, it's a story of a woman that was searching for love, that needed something in her life, and that God had to take her through situations where she learned to find herself, but there was a period in that story where I was addicted to VIP. And I got a black card, which you could not buy. 
you had to be giving it to you because I was still a very smart, very businesswoman, okay? So you got this woman that's very business smart. She's very, she's very got together. I had corporate jobs, but I had this dealing with this issue that I just wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to be loved, okay? And so um, I, you know, I got that, this black card and, you know, there would be times Mike Tyson was in there and they were not, they were turning around regulars in the VIP. The VIP happened to be on the third floor in front of the whole club where you, 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 if you had a VIP card, you walked around, the line would always be around the building. You got to walk around the building, go up to the third floor, then go into the VIP so everybody could see you. They didn't play at DC Live. They they let you know if you VIP, everybody going to know you VIP. So I was a black card VIP. And this particular night, um, I got in where he, she was turning others away and was a gatekeeper. She was a bad. She was a bad chick. She didn't play that. She knew who to let in and who not to let in. And I'm telling the story to say that the look and what I had on my life and, and the outer appearance was so beautiful, was so bad, but I did not have the queen behavior. I did not have the esteem. I did not have the confidence. I walked in it, but I really did not know who I was. So I was the woman that could not keep a man. I could get a man. I would get you to be attracted to me because what they wanted, they, what they wanted was my body, and I, what I did not accentuate was my intellect. So I had this, I had this, you know, business sense of mind that I always had. Something I said, God, I'm not a groupie. So I always had this business sense of mind. So it's like a dichotomy. It's like a contradiction in my book. I was always a strong businesswoman. I said, I'm not a groupie. So I always had a plan. I always had something I was doing marketing. So I said, I'm not a groupie. But at the same time, I was struggling with self-esteem. So I would meet, I would date, I dated several uh, NBA players. But because I didn't have the confidence, I didn't know how to keep them. I would either have a bad attitude, um, I gave myself too quickly, I would say, and this is this is so raw, this is so transparent, I would speak things to them or text certain things to them. It wasn't queen behavior. I didn't have to talk to them. I didn't have to send text. I don't know if we had text messages and voicemails. I didn't have to behave in that way because they were already attracted to the beauty of me, but I lowered myself trying to be what I thought they wanted. And I know somebody's listening to this because I don't even know. I didn't even realize this was going to come out, but I would attract these NBA players, and they were attracted to this, our appearance. But because the queen had not risen up, I ended up being – just another chick. I couldn't keep them. That's that's the woman. I couldn't keep them because I didn't. I didn't really think that I deserved them. If I'm making any sense to anybody. Plenty, 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 okay. plenty sense. When you yeah. just just a whole just a whole piece about you already had them, but it was you want a groupie. But it seems mm-hmm. like it was almost like competition for yourself to be like, you know, from from the rejection of right. the patriarch of the family to be like, you know what, I'm going to even compete with my sister even if she ain't here. And every mm-hmm. female in here is my sister. I'm going to make sure mm-hmm. I do whatever. But now at a, you know, at a more mature side and a different part of your life, you know, as we get older, we say, man, if I knew what I knew now, you know, and you was up in right. VIP, you would be up in VIP doing it a whole, you know, a whole lot different. You'd be producing your own television right. show, your, right. own, your own magazine, or you would be exactly. selling advertisements for, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 or cutting million-dollar deals when basically you was in there saying, look, 
I can get whichever one of these jokers in here I want. And tonight I want this one or I want that one or, you know, something like that. So, um, once again, just for just for being that transparent. It's awesome, baby. <laughs> uh, the call in number is 347-205-9089. I'm going to open up the lines if anybody wants to chime in. Hey, go over on Twitter right now, everybody, and hit me with that hashtag and say, I'm listening to Man Chaser. I'm listening to hashtag Man Chaser and then uh, Queen Behavior Radio. So those are the two hashtags, Queen Behavior Radio and then hashtag Man Chaser. You know, let me see. Let me see. And, and I'm on Co- I'm Coach Kyer on uh, on Facebook or I mean, not Facebook, but um, yeah, Facebook. But I mean, Twitter and VB, you VB still on um, I'm on VB Twitter? still on Twitter. I'm VB right. Steel on Twitter, yes. So y'all, and I'm also VB Steel on IG and um, VB Steel on Facebook. Okay, so y'all hit up, you know what I'm saying? Y'all drop, y'all drop Coach Caillou. Y'all just drop VB Steel in there, and you know, hashtag Man Chaser, hashtag Queen Behavior Radio. You know, if you feeling, I know that y'all got a Insta, a Twitter account, so you know you 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 go trend everything else. You see what I'm saying with LeBron and his receding hairline? You know, receive something real. You know, tonight. And, um, you know, put a comment on there about what you're feeling about what you heard thus far. Um, I see two of y'all in the queue already, uh, five, six, seven, and 248. I'm getting ready to get to y'all, but my mind's still racing. Like, I want some I, – I got to, I'm going to ask one more question, and I'm going to let y'all get on the line. So anybody else who wants to come in, go ahead and press 1. If you got a friend, you know, tell them they need to get on to. Share the link on Facebook, queenbehaviorradio.info. And let people know where you at. You know what I'm saying? We're not even a whole hour into the show. And I know it's been some revelations for some people. Because like even my even my thoughts about uh chasing men. And then even in the description I said man chaser, but you know, are you being chased? Are you a man that's being chased? Talk to me for a second, uh, VB, about some of the men that you were chasing, not just that they were powerful or they were in a leadership position. Of course, if they were NBA players, then they had, you know, substantial financial uh, power. But talk to me about um, how these men reacted to you, you know, in your approach. And I'm talking about the before and the during. Of course, they love the sex and you know, they see your little fine frame coming through there and you five foot nothing and they thinking I'm six foot tall, I'm gonna pick up off the ground and do all of that kind of stuff. You know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, the men that were being chased. Can you can you can you know, are you feeling where the question is coming from? Oh yeah, oh definitely. Um I go back to my high school sweetheart, and it's a difference. When you, when I was in love with my, I'm always, I'm, I call myself a, um, I'm a one man woman. I'm, I'm, I'm made to be a wife. I'm made to be in a long term relationship. That's me. So in high school, I had a high school sweetheart. So I, ne- it wasn't no chase. He met me. He actually chased me. He saw me. I was, I, he was, I was gonna make him mine. We went out to Pizza Hut, had our first date, and we went together all through high school. So I was even, yeah, even, so even from my grandfather, my grandfather doing that to me, it played out still because I needed, I love 
his name was Prince. I love Prince I, like I love Gare. Like my, my aunt said, why do you love him so much? I said, because he, ain't nobody going to love me like him. I had a thing of uh, I just wanted to be in love, and I thought the love, the relationship was more than than anything. I mean, just being in love. So the chase to me and the men that being chased, and one, there was a man that came in my life, and it was the man I'm talking about in D.C., the kingpin, Marshall. He told me because he got to really know me because I chased him. And when I say about that, it's not necessarily a good or a bad thing because I believe a woman needs to, so I'm, it's maybe a, little, a lot of contradictions in what I'm saying. I believe a man, a woman, even today, has to position herself in the right man's life. It ain't always necessarily, and I might get a lot of feedback from this, but it ain't not necessary that man always finding a woman. But you see a king and you know your queen, there's nothing wrong with a queen positioning herself, you know, in a king's life and he recognizing that queen. I've been told that by a lot of kings. You know, it's nothing wrong with he who finds a wife, but it ain't nothing wrong with you positioning yourself around that king because that's what that's what Queen Esther did. But me chasing Marshall, um, once we got to know each other and, we, and he fell in love with me, um, I was really persistent and, I, you know, I had a faith that was out of this world and I was focused. And I, I felt like this, and I tell you that in the book detail. He don't know he's supposed to be a part of my life, so it's my job to let him know that. It's like I had a spiritual ability, and not a lot of women had that, but I knew something that he didn't, and so it was my job to let him know that. So I saw his life. I saw how I wanted to add to his life, and literally he came fighting like fish out of water. And literally, the tables turned, he fell in love. And when he fell in love and we became friends, he said, Mom, the men are not going to understand you. And I said, why? He said, because you love hard. You love, you love with your heart, and you for real. He said, men are not going to understand that. They're not going to have to take it. Um, he's locked up now, but he tells me when he calls, he said, Vonna, it's going to take a man of God to really love you because chasing or a woman that loves hard, she don't play them games. So when I was really chasing and I really didn't have the confidence and the, the spirit in me to say, you know what, men got to chase me because I know who I am. Let me stand and be presented to a man. And he recognized me. And a man told me um, not too long ago, you ain't got to run your resume down to me. I know who you are. And so when a woman, when we find ourselves saying, you know, I deserve this and you got to do this, you ain't really on your throne yet. Because a Bentley, I think we talked about, a Bentley don't have to go and drive down the street and say, I'm a Bentley. Here I am. You know, you they know they're a Bentley. A Bentley knows a high-class luxury. They know who they are. So whenever we as women find ourselves having to tell a man, this is how you treat me, this is how you, you're not on your throne. You're really acting it out. You really don't know that. You're trying to convince yourself, and you have to convince a man that. And whenever you find yourself having to convince a man, you really ain't there yet. So when I was chasing how men how men perceived me, it was, oh, this is so raw. It was too much. They couldn't, they didn't, it was overbearing. It was, you know, I, until you got to really know me and know that I'm really particular, I don't really fall in love with anybody. And so I have long-term friends now that, that you know, they love me now. But because I get in a relationship, Coach, and my thing was I don't like dealing with a lot of men. So I want to. If I find somebody I click with and we're doing good, I'm going to latch on to that thing. And so that's a part of man chasing. We, even though I know the situation is not good for me, I want you to be it. I want. I want a relationship. 
And so we, I had to get out the, I had to get out the mindset of just wanting a relationship when I knew it was no good for me, and I knew you were seeing a lot of women. But because I'm dealing with you, and we're sexually compatible, and I really want to, I really don't want to sleep with a lot of men. And maybe one day you'll change your mind, and we going and you gonna make me your woman. So what I lost in that process was me being, being that girl that was loved by my high school sweetheart. Um, that rejection started coming out from my grandfather because I never really healed for, from it. I just started lowering my standards and wanting to be in a relationship so bad that I accepted anything. So the rejection issues had not been dealt with. And so that's what I detailed to the book. So the man chasing, the men, um, yeah, they loved me. I was a good woman, smart. What man wouldn't want to be with a woman? Have you know? I'm not ready for a relationship, but let's see where this go. Uh, let's let's talk about the, that's what I got a lot, you know, because what you know a good woman she's she's resourceful. We're resourceful. We'll do anything for you. We ain't gonna mess with a lot of men. So basically, we end up being used, and we end up being in relationships where they're really not committed. So there there, there goes the chase. There's a cycle. Hmm. Um. When you say resourceful, some women, does, does that include, because uh, a lot of times when men don't understand when a woman says, I'll do anything for you, she's including mm-hmm. sex, she's, she's including sexually, like, I'm going right. to be your freak in the bedroom, like, it's going to go down. But do you feel right. like, do you feel like sometimes women or man chasers are exchanging Sex for love, or sex for commitment, or sex for security, or sex for protection. Do you feel? Oh, you know, all that. I feel like sex is like a part of the package. Like if you're not giving, like yet yeah, that when you're man chasing, that's what you give. You give sex to satisfy him that he'll come home, that you're hoping he'll come home to you, and you're focused on just him being with you. So sex is a part of the equation. And oh my gosh, if I because what what happened to me was. Oh my! I used to be at a point where, oh my God, if I don't give him sex, I would not have a man. That's the that, that's a low state to be because if that's all you want me for, and that's where a lot of women women are, like, oh my God, because when God start really calling me into the men, I said, you are not talking about me. I'm going to 112, and I'm gonna still go to 112, and then I'm gonna come to church. You're not calling me to the gospel. You're not calling me because I still like to have. I told God I still like to have sex. I'm still gonna go out. And so I thought that there's no way a man would want me if I did not give him sex. He's not going to marry me if I don't give him sex. So that's the that's the mind change. Like that's the that's the whole mindset that had to change with me because I have a treasure, and everybody does not deserve my treasure. And the one that does is going to be the one that's going to marry me. And but until I realized that I had a treasure. I was going to still meditate and give my treasure out to everybody. Will you be with me? Um, I got this treasure. I'll let you have some, and, and I'll even do this, and I'll help you pay your bills, and I'll hold you down. I'm going to be your ride or die. But you ain't going to give me a commitment or marry me. So I just had to change my mind. I had to be in enough bad situations where I thought that right there was not working for me. So do you think So do you think that women should hold out on the cookies? They shouldn't give up no cookies? Like y'all just supposed uh, to not have sex? What you, what you no, saying? No, you know what? I can't. You know what? That's for every individual, and I, I say every individual has their blueprint. Where I'm at today, everybody's not called to do what I'm at today, and we'll get to that another show. But I believe a woman and a man need to know their blueprint, where they are. And, and I pray that it's God-centered. 
And if that is, and if that's what you're doing, and that's how you're getting, you know, you're getting to know each other, and that's a, sex is a beautiful thing, and I believe it is intended for marriage, but I believe I, I, I used to believe, or I still believe in covenant. That means that God is in it. That God brings two people together for a reason, season, a lifetime, and I believe sex is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But I also believe that it's intended for a committed relationship. And a man can a man can just get sex, get sex and have no intention of, of committing. So this is for my w- women. This is for my women that want to be in, want to be married, not just committed, because a man could commit with you and give you the ring and never marry you, but just keep you on hold because you, you're a good woman. He's not going to let you go. But I'm talking to that woman now that wants a husband and wants to be married and wants a king that, Yes, sex is a beautiful thing, but we have to know what the intentions are, and it's for marriage. And if you keep giving him the cookies, and if you keep giving him the cow, he's not gonna. If you keep giving him the milk, he's not gonna. He's not gonna take you seriously. But I can't speak on something that I haven't already done. So I've been in long-term relationships where we had beautiful sex, and we had, you know, and we got engaged. So I'm not gonna say it's not gonna happen. You just have to know. Back to what I said, you have to know your blueprint. You know, you got to know the man and the woman that you're dealing with. You got to know his intentions toward you. And sometimes it's kind of difficult to know what his true intentions are. You um, are if it's 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 very heavily sexually involved. You 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 won't really know until you take sex out of the equation. And that's a hard place to be for someone who's <laughs> sexually active. So, so does that so does that mean so 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 VB so VB does VB like having sex? I love having sex, but right so, now. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I'm going the opposite direction. Okay. I ain't, I ain't gonna get okay. into your personal. I ain't get into your personal business now. You can volunteer that okay. on your own. I'm gonna ask you about. But was okay. there any? But was there any time in the man chasing when you had sex with somebody for the for the straight pleasure of it, and it wasn't just long term relationship. You was like loving hard, and you just you know, but. Was there a point where you saw, you know what I'm saying, one of these cats, you really wanted to get with him, and it was strictly sexual, and it wasn't long-term? Um, on my end, my intentions were for it to be more. On their end, it was just sex. On my end, honestly, I can say I always wanted more. Whether I projected it or not or voiced it or not, I always gave myself because I wanted a relationship, and that's my honest truth. Now, the man, on the other hand, said what he said or, or wooed me or whatever or made me feel, or he may or may not. I felt maybe I was in a situation where it could grow or we were building. But my heart and my motive has always been to, I've never, have I had a one-night stand? Have I met a person that I, it was a one-night stand? Yeah, but my intentions was not. Have I ever, get, get, you know, lay with him? It's a one-night it, it wasn't intended to be a one-night stand. I liked them. I wanted to go somewhere. But actually, my son's father he thought it was a one night stand, but we end up, you know. So <laughs> a woman, so a woman that goes, but that's another show. But a woman knows who she's going to give herself to. We know you can't trick us. You're not going to take nothing from me because I know. Like a man can look at a woman, but a woman can look at a man and say, "Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give him some. He, he can get me. He got." He, so, um, yeah, I've been. Um, I've been said that I've been trying. I said I've been said I've been trying to tell these females out here to stop lying, to try to you know yeah. what I'm saying, to try to.
quit trying to quit trying to fake like you don't make the decision in the first thirty seconds. And that that's yeah. that's when I used to hang around a whole bunch of females and they was real live real live sisters was like, Look, we make the decision in the first thirty seconds. You spend the next fifteen yeah. minutes either talking yourself out of it or or finalizing the deal. That's where that goes. Right. So I right. learned that early on that if I got to be up in here all night doing a bunch of talking, this is when I was in my hoish days and my trick master days myself. If I found myself doing too much talking, she already made up her mind what was getting ready to go down, and they used to be trying to like change her mind and convince her. So, right, but I had, right. realize, I had to realize too not to abuse that. You know what I'm saying? Just because I, right. just because I know that now I'm at a state where I can see that sometimes <laughs> a woman will choose me and I ain't chose her, and she be done made up her mind like, yes, you is getting ready to do something too. And I be like, uh. <laughs> Uh, so then that's a, but but that's a whole nother show about what coach does after he say uh, you know what I'm saying? Because mm. I ain't just I ain't just hopping around like I used to be just happy to be getting some ass, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody won't give me some ass, and I just be happy about it, happy jacking. Mm. But I ain't happy jacking no more. You know, I mean, I'm happy. I'm very happy when I am uh, trusted with the intimacy and, and and intricacies of a woman. But I'm not just out just to do it because, you know, I can't stand on, oh, you just a man, you know, whatever you, you know, uh, Coochie ain't got no face, yada, yada, yada. Oh, I can't mm. stand them some knucklehead mm. niggas, right? Or, or they, they knucklehead men. I ain't going to just put them to just black people. They knucklehead people, period. So, um, yeah, um, I better get to the, to the phone lines because I can talk to you all night about asking these questions. But the people who got their hand raised, they like, uh, do you see me with my hand raised? So um, <laughs> what I'm going to do is see what's popping. I um, I see one of my Scorpios up in the building. I had to tell them happy birthday. Um, let me get to the chat, to the lines. If you want to talk, please press 1. I'm going to get to you, 347 uh, 205 You got a comment. This story is resonating with you because I'm going to take a couple calls, and then we're going to go straight into queen behavior. All right. Uh we on the line with VB Steele, author of Man Chaser. Coach K is in the building. I'm author of a couple of books I'm working on. They just ain't came out yet. It has taken me about 30 years to write a book. Uh, <laughs> your line is getting ready to be open. I appreciate y'all for tuning in tonight. Caller from the 248-892. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, this is Ebony calling from Taylor, Michigan. What's up, Ebony? Um, nothing much. How you doing, BB Seal? I'm really I'm feeling good. the story. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Um, the story definitely resonated with me. Uh, you know, at 19, I fell in love with my own kingpin, and I chased him, and yeah. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. But now I'm 26, married, and... I still love that kingpin, and I would still like to be friends, but I'm kind of ashamed to say so. And I was just um, talking about this earlier. Like, I, I'm I'm scared that I just married the safe guy. Wow. Because anything that the kingpin wanted, like, it was a it was a certain passion that I had with him. Wow. And my husband, I just don't have it. But I would never leave my husband to try to be with the kingpin because it's like, you know, stupid. Wow. <laughs> Can I can I ask you a question? VB, yes. I told you to get real over here, V. I told you to get real over here. Can I ask you a question, Ebony? Yes. Ebony. Mm-hmm. Does, does the king does the kingpin uh, love you? 
Um, now, this is what he told me. The reason he couldn't talk to me no more is because I was too jealous of his other females, which I okay. felt was a lie. So I ran into, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but this is the other part of the answer. I ran into one of his close friends, and his close friend told me that my stuff was too good, my vagina was too good, mm. so he couldn't continue to deal with me because it was making him not really attracted to his other females. Mm. So wow. can I ask you Can I ask you where you are if you was not married, where your heart is now? If you can say I don't know if you, you can't really be transparent because you're married, but oh, I don't yeah, know I can. how much It's still with him. Huh? It's still with him. I can be transparent. Okay, so so if you if you had a choice, if your heart, your heart is still with him, so if you had a choice, you would be with the kingpin. Yeah. Okay, so um, what Man Chaser does, and you you probably will be blessed by this book. Um, Mar- Mar- and I'll tell his his name. Marshall had women galore. Okay, Marshall had all type of women. Okay, but this woman, this little girl of faith, that saw him and said she was mine. What I did and probably what you didn't do, what I heard you say, you focus on the women. I focus on the man. And that's what any situation, you got to focus on loving that man and being that, meeting that need for that man and everything else is going to fall off. And even if it doesn't, he's going to end up being yours because there's one thing you ain't got control over is the women. They're going to always be there. But what happened with, what happened because of my faith, when I tell you he came in like a fish out of water, he literally, I would literally call him Ebony, and he would hang up the phone. This is before uh, text messages and smartphones. He would hear my voice and hang up on me. This is how much he was fighting. Mm-hmm. He, and it, it's probably the same situation because the stuff was good. I was good to him. He had a lot of women. He wasn't about to get locked down. Okay, he was a kingpin. Oh, my he had all these women. <laughs> but what I did, Ebony, I focused on the man. I didn't focus. I didn't. I didn't have no circle around me. My, everybody knew who he was, so I didn't talk to my sister. So my sister's friends knew him. Was King Marshall there? Was such and such there? I didn't want to hear all that in my ear. I got up every day and I focused on being him. I saw, you know, I saw the home that he was going to have to have, the sanctuary that I wanted to make him when he when he came out the world. And the, when I tell you the tables turned, he bowed on his knees and asked me to marry him. And that's the story that you have to read in the book. Why we're not, but the tables turned. I got him, and so what I feel happening. You, you you let the insecurities of the other woman, and you're not ever supposed to focus on them, ever. No, no, no. This is this is what happened. Like I would even I was so open to him with the other women, to where I'm like, you know, let them come around. Like I would right. really try to. I thought it was a sisterhood, but they were so okay. jealous of me, and he oh. didn't tell them how he felt about me. He couldn't tell them because it was oh. like you know. These were long-term, like, 15, 16-year relationships, and I was coming in in two or three months, like, had his nose open, and I was in love, but I didn't want to be in love with somebody who had that many women, and now right. I'm married, I'm still in love with them, and I just right. really want a friend with him. Like, I'm not yeah. even sure. Like I said, I don't I don't think I would ever leave my husband to be with him, right. but if I wasn't okay. married, and when I, when I talked to him a few days before my wedding, I told him I was getting married because I didn't want him to hear it from nobody else, he told me that he would come to the wedding and stop it. And wow. I was like, you know, you better not do anything like that because as much as I try to love you, you know what I'm saying? I said, now right. somebody is taking me off your hands. Don't you ever come and try to stop my happiness and then get me and then dog me again because you have me. Right. Wow. So I don't wow. know. <laughs> So are you, ha- are, you ha- are you happy now? Do you feel like you have a future? Do you Are you in love now? I mean, I love him. 
But, you know, with me and him were talking the other day, I felt like we don't really have that much passion. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I feel, but then I was kind of talking to somebody else, and I was like, well, maybe sometimes the people that we marry, we don't have a whole lot of passion for. Like, we just marry the safest person that isn't going to leave us, isn't going to hurt us. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of just the security and me knowing that my man is not going anywhere is enough to make me stay married to him. But we have an open marriage, so I already knew when I decided to have an open marriage or ask him to have an open relationship, we had an open relationship before open marriage. This was back in 2011 when we had an open relationship. But even in the open relationship, like me and my, you know, ex-Kingston never had sex. Like I wanted to, but I would never really tell him that until, you know, I did tell him one time, but I, I don't I don't really, I don't But at the same time, it was just kind of like um, I got married and, you know, I just think I married the same guy. Mm-hmm. And you, are you, are you, and how long have you, what, two years now? How long y'all have been married? Since July 20th. Now, they've been, uh, I, just, just, just me, myself, I know, you know what I'm saying, because I know Ebony, they had already been dating, you know, but, you know, and then she made the move to get married. And for me, that's a part of her transparency to find somebody that she can be totally honest with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's one of the things that I think that uh, everybody has to be really clear on is how honest do you want to be in a relationship? You know, like you said, you you may have been focused on the man, but you weren't totally honest to him about your insecurities. You see what I'm saying? Like, uh, did the men that you were quote unquote man chasing, did they know about your insecurities of not being loved? Like you knew you was a good woman, you knew what you was bringing to the table, but you also knew that you were insecure and that you were afraid. Was that communicated to um, the, the the people that you were dating or chasing? Right. That's the growth, and that's Man Chaser 2, um, which is called Man Chaser 2, A Woman's Worth. And what I learned in Man Chaser 1 was that I didn't voice my opinions exactly what you said. I wasn't able to say when I was hurt when you didn't call me back or you didn't ask them, answer my page um, that I was upset. And so what you got out of me was rage. What you got out of me was a bad temper. What you got out of me was cursed out and said to me, saying, you know what, I was really looking forward to our date. I didn't know how to communicate those feelings. So then you had this woman that was just going off. You know, this this was difficult to get along with. But what was really wrong with me was that I was hurt and disappointed, and I was too prideful. The pride was covering up the rejection issues, and the rejection issues came out in anger and and tantrums and hard to get along with. And so that's when you see a lot of black women are hard to get along with. They got attitudes because what they're dealing with is a lot of pain. Wow. Yeah. Ebony, Ebony, can you relate to any of that? Can you relate to any of angry black women uh, harboring a lot of pain? Yeah. Now, this is my thing. My kingpin gave me herpes, and that kind of, like, shut down my dating life until I realized that I can still move on. I just have to be honest. So when I got with my guy that I married, it was just like I told him, you know what I'm saying? He knew, known before um, we got married. He knew, like, earlier in the relationship, and he was still holding me down. He was still like, okay, you got that, so what? And wow. that just made me, like, never really, because I just, 
I don't know. Like, I felt like he was the only one that would really and truly not break my heart because he knew a lot of stuff about me, and he still was like, I still love you, and I still want to be with you. And the same with him. Like, I knew his whole past, and I'm like, I still love you, and I still want to be with you. But he still knows that we still want the company of other people sometimes. And he even knows that I want to go chill and hang with my kin kin sometimes. Hush. He even knows I want to go and, like, you know, see my kingpin. Wow. He doesn't technically like it, but he knows how I am, and I'm not going to lie to him. And he knows that I wouldn't risk my marriage to be with somebody or to even tell my husband about somebody if I really and truly did not love them. Wow. 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 Yeah, wow. You know, I'm I'm blown, uh, Ebony, um, by the open relationship, and it's not a, it's it's new to me because I've never um I've never been able to grasp um how a woman, and not, it's not a judgment, but I think it's a strength or something that you can be in an open relationship. Like you can you can you can say it's okay for your man to be around other women. So what about what what help me what is what in you says it's okay and you can go in a relationship and say um I, well, it's okay for us to be in an open relationship. I mean, for one, I like other women, you know. Okay. And for two, I'm like you know I don't technically feel that I want just one man forever and ever and ever. I don't care if we're married or not. Like I'm still gonna wow. look, I'm still gonna want to touch. I'm that's just who I am. And okay. for me to find somebody else that's just like. Well, okay, you know what I'm saying? I can deal with that. And it took some time because I'm still a little insecure when it comes to it. It's not just, oh, okay. you're go get her. Like, sometimes when he tells me about other women, I kind of give him that eye and he knows to stop talking. But okay. I still have to be totally transparent with him and let him know, babe, I'm still a little insecure. I haven't okay. totally grasped this whole open relationship thing, and I know I asked for it because I would like to just – be lighthearted. And another thing, too, is he doesn't meditate, he doesn't do yoga, he's not in a tantra, he's not in any type of sciences. So I feel me coming into this relationship, studying the sciences, I have to surround myself with people like that. And it comes okay. with surrounding myself with men like that when it comes to healing from, because I truly believe that the herpes is not forever. And my mm. whole past, and this is, it's crazy that you wrote a book about just who you are and just being so transparent because I'm really thinking about doing a movie on this whole thing and just a young girl in the ghetto grew up, um, dated this kingpin or, you know what I'm saying, dated a guy who, like, mm-hmm. you were talking about, caught mm-hmm. herpes, ended up still getting married, having a baby, you know, mm-hmm. worked on a music career, just kind of came from mm-hmm. nothing and uh-huh. went through a totally dark place because I wanted to, like, end my life so many times mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Mm, it's mm. just kind of like meditation wow. and yoga and being able to talk to my coach and talk to all the, wow. you know, spiritual people. I wouldn't wow. know how to just cut them off. You know what I'm wow. saying? So I hate to let my husband know, like, you can't just take the people who held me down through being, you know what I'm saying, wanting to take my own life. You can't just take mm. them away from me and say, mm. oh, you can't talk to them because you had sex with them or because you had feelings for them. So when I mm. came at him like that, because it's more than just, Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, only right. relationship is more than just having sex with more than one person right. in your in right. relationship. It's a heart-to-heart connection. And just like I tell my coach, like, I love you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still want to, like, um, 
you know what I'm saying, like build things with my coach. And at the same wow. time, it's like it's not about sex, but sex right. is a very, very, you know, real right. thing. Right. When you're dealing right. with men and women who are friends right. or who are who um who like each other, period. Right, right, <laughs> right. I yeah, I, I admitted to uh, I don't know if it was coach. I admitted that um, there is truth in sexual healing. Whether you in sexual healing is true. Like you can love so you can you can love someone back to health through sex. I mean, if it's a spiritual connection, it's a soul connection. You can literally um, heal a person, you know, through that. So um, one thing I want to do is thank you, Ebony, for being so transparent because you just came out and said I got hurt. I was like, wow. You know, it was oh. so. I I really want to, uh, you know, thank you for doing that. And I know that you went through a lot, even accepting that, you know, in your life and realizing that you had that. But you got to be a strong, hell of a woman to, you know, bounce back from that and say, you know what, I'm still lovable, and I'm still going to find somebody that loves me and wants to be with me, and I'm going to be transparent. That's that's very powerful. That's very powerful. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like this is a dream come true. Pain, you silly coach. I yeah. feel like if I can get over the pain from an outbreak, then I can get over anything else. Because anybody go. who has this knows, they know. So I thank you wow. for coming on because I needed to hear something like this. Oh, my goodness. I, yeah, well, I appreciate you. You definitely blessed me. And um, I think you got a good thing with your, your husband. And, um, you know, I think a, a lot of people are coming out like, like I love my, my – I, I believe my son's father is coming out. Um, for a lot of reasons, a lot of the changing, but um, he's coming out, and I have a love for him. I'm not, and I say me, I have a love for him, but, you know, that type of love will always kind of be there. But I think, um, you know, I talked about not knowing how to receive something good and something new, but I think you got a good thing with your, your husband, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes we end up falling in love with, with, with something. Um, if someone says something on Facebook is she really wants to be with me when she's over there, but I said the funny thing about life is when you can't be with the one you love, you end up loving the one you're with. So, yeah. you know, life is funny like that. So I, I wish you the best. I really wish you the best. Um, oh, likewise. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah! It's awesome, baby! See, Ebony got the tools, though. See, that's why I told you, Pondus, like, the people that come on this show, they coming on the show to get the tools. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. for what, for, so, so for whatever they scenario is, you know what I'm saying? And right. stand in their truth and to be honest, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, it's just a whole mixed crowd. So, thank you, Ebony. I got to, uh, don't hang up. Thank you. Know, you. Okay, I'm on yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh... Yeah, that's right. Welcome to Coach K Radio, uh, VB. This is how we go down. This is how we get down. Next caller from the five six seven two zero one. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, this is O calling from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, fire water. Huh? Who is this? All right. What's happening, O from Toledo? Uh, not much. I just had uh, I I had no idea the show was gonna be touching on the topic, just touching on, and um, I just uh, got a little quick comment, and then I got one quick question. Um, appreciate the show, love the show. I'll probably be buying the book for my wife. She's in a couple of different book clubs, and I'll probably be reading it as well. But mm. uh, anyway, anyway, uh, I, when I was younger uh, in college, 
I uh, I played ball, and there was this girl, you know, and everybody, you know, just passed her around, and I couldn't understand that because she was so pretty, and and so I, I you know, I, I I tried it, you know, and I was like, man, that was just too easy. So I started hanging out with her, talking to her, picking her brain, and come to find out, her mother was a crack addict. And so mm. from the time she was like 10 or 11 years old, her mother was pimping her out to the crack dealer so she could get free crack. So all her life, all she thought was to, to make things right or to make things okay. Because, you know, when mommy gets that dope, she's going to be real happy. So mommy's running around the house happy, smiling, you know, because she did what she did with uh, the crack dealer. So uh make a long story short, you know, I had to, you know, pretty much tell her to stop it, you know, stop doing that, you know, you're better than that, you know, what your mother did was the right, like, nobody ever talked to her like this, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I knew she wasn't the one for me, because my heart was already somewhere else, but, uh, you know, I, 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 it was just crazy, and everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people that were in that circle, you know, pretty much cut me out, the circle, you know, like, cut me off, because I, I, I shut down the easy booty, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And uh and uh in hindsight, you know, like I was you know, I was like nineteen, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just knew that wasn't right. Now it's like, okay, I hope her life is better. I don't know where she is now. And when you started talking about what you were talking about being a VIP, things like that, I was wondering like, man, I wonder where that chick is. And mm. so, you know, I just I just thought, you know, I would give that little story because there are some people out there that, you know, got a little bit of common sense even though we're young, you know, and wilding mm-hmm. out. Because I was young and wilding out, but that just was too strange, you know, for somebody that looked like that to be doing that. And no, uh-uh. It's something deeper going on there. Uh, anyway, I got a question. Uh, my, uh, as far as dealing with the rejection from a family member or elder, you know, like the grandfather, like, did you ever... I don't know if he's still alive or, you know, what to do with the ancestors. I don't know uh, what that is, but have you ever, you know, did you ever try to go talk to him or try to find out what was what, or did you just talk to other people, or did you just pray about it? Um, That's a good question. And first and foremost, thank you for sharing that story. That's a powerful story for you to even be that young and to recognize that young girl um, was doing that. So thank you for sharing that story with me, and, and we, I hope we can touch on uh, what she's doing now and what type of, you know, the the young girl that does that, what she ended up doing as a, a older adult. Um, but my grandfather ended up passing away, and what I found out later was that he was mentally ill. Uh, and what I also found out was that uh, my parents knew that he was mistreating me, but they were in college, um, so they would have to leave me there for the summer. And my sister knew that he was mistreating me, um, but to when I found out that he had a mental illness, that really wasn't an excuse to me because it's like he deliberately, you know, what I found out later is that, you know, he, it wasn't just me. It was certain ones of the cousins that he mistreated. So I did find out he had mental illness, but when he passed away, I had no, I remember when I was about 12, I had no remorse. Um, how I dealt with the rejection um, was through the book, um, and no one knew that I was dealing with this. So no one knew. Uh, until I read the book that they started discussing, well, I'm sorry, Vonda, I didn't know. Um, you know, that's when my sister started talking about how she would know how he was mistreating me and it would hurt her, and everybody saw it, and they never said anything. So it wasn't until 
my mother and everybody read the book, but she literally came to me in tears and like, oh, my God, I, did, I had no idea. They were just in te- my friends. No one knew what I was going through because when you do go to Amazon, when you see the book, you see this woman, she's kind of, she just kind of looks like, you know, she's got it to get, she just looks solemn, you know, but you won't look, you can't tell what she was going through. And so a lot of people close to me said they didn't have, they had no idea. So I didn't have him to go through, go to, and I would make a point to say, you don't really know you're going, you're dealing with rejection issues. You know, overcome rejection was something I had to walk, it was a 10 year process writing that book. So I really didn't know that I was dealing with rejection issues. And so a lot of people, to, but that's the number one root cause of domestic violence. People kill because they don't want to be rejected, because the wife is going to leave them for somebody else or they found out she's cheating or, you know, one incident here in Greensboro, he, she came all, well, he came all the way from Atlanta. They had been separated, and she had went on with somebody's life. I think she came up to visit, and he killed her. No one likes to be So rejection I didn't know when I was writing the book, but I kept hearing in the spirit that Vonda is going to be timing because I just thought it was late. It was late. It was taking me so it was late. He was like, well, when this book comes out, it's going to be a season where people need to deal with rejection. So I didn't know that I was dealing with that. I knew that um, I had a hard time receiving love, letting the man know that I was in love, communicating my feelings. Um, I fell in love too soon. I was in, It was a lot of different characteristics and behaviors that was stemming from rejection. So to answer your question, I didn't know to say, hey, you rejected me. I didn't know it was rejection that I was dealing with. I just knew it was low self-esteem. It was bad. It was temper tantrums. It was not knowing how to communicate. And then I had to get to the root. I call it the, So now I deal with root causes. You know, I deal with it. And so the root of rejection is fear. You know, it's fear. And so when I go in a relationship now, where I'm at now, I still have to be careful of that because it follows us of not of being secure and being confident and not fearing what my past was, not fearing that the same is going to happen or I'm going to be rejected or he's not and he's liking somebody else. So we have to constantly, you know, change our, our minds and, and renew our minds every day and know that we're in a queen position and I'm not going to fear anything. So, you know, I didn't know what I was dealing with, you know, until I kind of got it out, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does because I, I, I don't, Listening to you tell your story, I had to hang up for a minute because my uh, I'm at work. I had to sneak outside right now to talk. Wow! But, uh, wow! We appreciate it. But uh, I, I was just I was just uh, listening to what you were saying, and it's like, man, that might be uh, <laughs> an issue I got. You know, I didn't have, I like I it's just you know yeah. opening my eyes because all my life I was told I wasn't shit. You know what wow. I'm saying? Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm a good dude, never been arrested, never sold dope, never joined a gang, right. went, to, went to college. I did drop out of college, though. But right. I, I got married, married my high school sweetheart. We got five beautiful children, you know, almost 14 years now. But you know, a few weeks ago, my dad told me I wouldn't shit. You wow. know, and it's like, really? You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. It's just, it's like I've, I just developed a mechanism to block him out you know, to where I just don't hear what he says. Like, I, right. I can nod my head and listen, but it just bounces off. But at the same time, there must still be something getting through because there's some issues in, in areas as far as entrepreneurial and things of that nature where I'm hesitant or where I start to get a that's, little nervous or scared or thinking this won't work or that won't work or blah, 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 blah. 
And so I find myself, you know, still doing this job that I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I don't want to speak bad about the job because, you know, know, it puts food on the table. But, you know, I mean, I clean toilets. You know what I'm saying, and and mm-hmm. you know I make I make good money for this place, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not me, and mm-hmm. everybody around here that I talk to knows it's not me, mm-hmm. and my, so my supervisors and coworkers, and, you know, when I went when I went for the physical for the job, I was I was the way I was dressed. The the doctor, the company doctor, assumed that I was some kind of manager or supervisor or something like that. I said, no, I'm a worker, and he almost dropped the clipboard. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, so let's, that must so be an issue I have that's holding me back is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, let me speak to that. Let me speak to that really clearly, and I want you to hear me. Because Cause I'm, going in, minutes, cause I'm going in after uh-huh. you finish. Because I'm, I'm okay, going to go you. in. I, I'm, I'm going to go in. Because he got a thank he you. got a he got a testimony coming up out of me, Vonda. You're going to think, I'm going to have, uh, you better get the organ out. So go ahead. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, yeah, we're about to go in on you, but let me help you with something. Rejection issues comes, and, and not just relationship issues, but it comes that, that seed that's been planted and saying that you're not shit or you're not going to be nothing, that manifests in all areas of our life. So that fear that you're doing something, you're cleaning toilets, there's nothing wrong with that. We thank you for the job. But that fear of moving forward, you have a fear of failing. You, you have a fear of being rejected. You have a fear, uh, and the root of rejection is fear. And so we can, we got to cast that fear out, and you got to go forth and know that you are something and you're not going to fail. And so that rejection is nothing but a lie, and it causes you to you, you don't you're scared because you've been told that seed is in your that seed is there, and so you got to get to that root. Um, and so it's not just manifesting in your relationship because what I heard is you got a beautiful relationship, you got five beautiful children, but it's manifested in another area of your life, and that's rejection. And that's the seed of rejection, and that's the plant, and that's the root of fear. So, so my prayer to you um, is that you start uh, uh, saying affirmations to yourself, and and believing in yourself, and going forward, and 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 um, just you sound him out, but you he he's you still replaying what he's saying to you. So, coach, you can go home with that, but um, that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with it in another area, and you are dealing with rejection. And so today. Like I said, you got to know what you're dealing with because it's like going to surgery. Unless we know what you, the patient is going to surgery for, what you're going on the table, what you're going to get cut for. So now you know what you're dealing with. So now you're way ahead of the curve, and now you can go tomorrow to be another day for you because now you know the root cause of what your issues is to move forward. Cool. Bro, you got any comment or feedback you want to give her before I uh, before I say my piece? Well, not only comment I'm thinking is, you know, because of some of the little situations that we've been having as far as me and my wife with our jobs and things of that nature that I might need to begin to uh, limit. Because, see, I've been thinking about going and talking to him about, uh, you know, some of the things that he says. Because, like, he'll make comments when I'm dropping the kids off. Oh, yeah, he bad. She bad. She this, she that. And it's like, no, man, you know, my, my, my children aren't bad. You know, my, I get praises and kudos from all types of strangers walk up to me. How do you get your kids to behave in the grocery store? Like, like, what did you do? You know, and different things like that. So, you know, I know that they're not bad, you know, but yet that's the kind of the way, I don't know, obviously it's the cycle because it's the way he was brought up. And I explained to my wife that, 
you know, as far as the bloodline goes, I feel like somebody got to stand up and break it, you know, break it. And, and so we need to break There's a lot of different issues that need to be broken. So we're trying to do the things that we can do to break them, but yet I'm still dealing with my issue because he owned real estate and he was in the sales and different things like that, but he ended up just working a factory job because none of it worked out, you know. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's still, you know, a little upset about not actually becoming everything he thought he could be, so therefore he tries to be harder on me, push me to do more or what. I don't I don't know. But because I, I hear from other people that all he gives is praises about me and talks about how great I am, how great of a father I am, how great of a son I am. But face-to-face, it's always the negative, you know. Um, that is, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Before you cut it, can I say one thing, Coach? That is so interesting. I pray that you get my book. It's going to help you. And um, one disclaimer is it's not just it's not a man master book. It's not just for women, but it helps. It is so transparent that it'll help a man or a woman. But my father was the same way. He was very negative because he never heard I love you. He never heard a positive thing when he was growing up. So he had that same curse on me. But he was so proud of me. He wanted the best for me, but he didn't. He said it in a negative way. And so I always had to deal with a negative, you this, you that, you stupid, you this. So I, I really had to deal with that. So you really have to shut that out, not only shut that out, you have to reprogram, you have to speak life to yourself. Um, so that my father was the same exact way, negative, but he was my biggest cheerleader. He told me to go to the Air Force, but it's the way he did it, and he tried to break the curse because he – he, he was under – the grandfather that abused me, he never heard a kind word. He never heard, I love you, never heard anything positive. And so, yeah, um, it was, yeah. Probably only, I probably only heard that out of him once or twice, my, and I'm 37. Right, right. You know? That's what you're dealing with. So you have to – I think he was drunk. I believe, yeah, wow. I believe he was drunk, yeah. Wow. This is straight up, you know, that's how I feel. I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um – let me let me get this let me get this let me I have a few points to touch on. Uh first off, this is right here is for you. It's awesome, baby. This right here is for your queen. The dream come true. It's awesome, baby. <laughs> this is for them negative thoughts running through your head that you believe are true about yourself. Now, let me explain this. This is going to be like a a, a, a multiple le- lesson. First off, to the ladies. Ladies, what you listening to is what a ideal woman is all about. He just gave a testimony to his woman without even mentioning his name, without mentioning her name. You know why? Because I talk about this in in a gender harmonics. Ladies, when you are a visionary, you are your, sometimes you are your man's last lifeline. Because when we are here in the streets, he just told 10 million stories of 10 million men that we are rejected by our friends, our homeboys, our bosses, the bank, 
uh, other forms of oppression, the police, whatever, sisters and brothers, we come up with a good idea six times a day. And then people are beating us down saying, that'll never work, that'll never work. And then when we get home and crawl into bed, you are our last chance of CPR. And you have two choices, women. Listen very carefully. When your man comes to you and he done been beat down every way he can get beat down, and he comes to you and tells you his last breath of a dream, you can either be a dream killer or you can be the dream resurrector. And your woman is a dream resurrector. It's awesome, baby! She can get whatever from me because she's saving, she's putting whatever else the whole world is trying to put on you. She's saying, no, I believe in you. Even to the tune of five children to a man who cleans toilets very good for a living. She a monster. You hear what I say, Ivana? She a monster. Now, that's, I mean, awesome baby ain't even enough. Like, she's a beast. And right. what you got right there is the foundation block to be a billionaire. Not just oh. successful. Not just successful. I'm talking about a billionaire because your woman has something your father will never, ever possess. And that's magic. Oh. I don't even care if you ain't into rituals or if you ain't into magic, she still got it. If there's somebody, if there's a female who's a super hardcore Christian who don't believe in magic, who's listening right now, you still got magic. You the magic in a relationship. Not the daddy, not the man, but the woman. She holds the fire and the magic, even though she's a water element. She's the fire keeper. You understand? You bring the fire in, but she keeps it. And as long as her magic is popping, you can be a billionaire. So now you it's time for you to go and seed your woman with the thoughts of millions and billions. You start going to your woman and saying, we are millionaires. When you're making love to your woman, you say, oh, it feels so good making love to this millionaire. Ooh, thank you, baby. Ooh, I love you. Just You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to start with the new visual visualization techniques ASAP because your woman is such a strong, magical pole. The woman is the magnet and the man is the electricity. Now. Oh, yeah, she's strong. She, uh, while she was pregnant with our first daughter, she got her first master's degree. And then when she was pregnant with our last child, uh, Isaac, she uh, got her second master's. This is a dream come true. And what? What'd you say? And what? She was working a full-time job while she was getting her second master's. Hmm. It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on... And the hits just keep on coming. Do she got a twin <laughs> sister? Lee, Good God Almighty. Like, we need to bring her on as a special guest on how to be a baller, shot, caller. <laughs> so, now... She's actually the oldest of seven. 
Overdoing it, Vonda. I can't help it. That, I mean, hey, that he. he hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. She's a boss. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. She's a boss. She's something else. If you look, if you was working the board, you'd be pressing the button too. You'd be like, hit what that, what that sound at? Hit that button again. Yeah. Now, your father. Let me be totally transparent. Uh, my father, as much as I love him and the training that he put me through as a child, and he's a boss G2. He had some malfunctions on his upbringing that I didn't agree with the methodology of some of the ways or him telling me, you ain't shit. I'm talking about not just like, I ain't talking like figuratively, I'm talking about in my face, talking about you ain't shit. I'm an honor roll captain of every... I've been the captain of every sports team I ever touched. You know what I'm saying? Like, the last C yeah. I made in school was in the 7th or 8th grade. I ain't never seen nothing past that since. And it was still, I'm talking about you ain't shit. I had my, I started working when I was 16, paying the insurance on the car, whatever, and it was still you ain't shit. And let me tell you, when he died, uh, we buried him on, I think it was a Saturday, and I left Fayetteville coming back to um, Greensboro. Vonda, I was coming up Highway 24 right before you get to the light. I came to come through Stedman before you get to that light where that, um, where that uh, food line is at now. It was this white mm-hmm. lady that stayed up the street from me, and I was raised, me and her two sons, we was best friends growing up. And I stopped through there and was like, something said, stop through there and see Annette. Her name is Annette Johnson. Big shouts out to Annette Johnson, my second mama. And when I was in there, she said, she said, I know that your daddy told you that you wasn't shit. She said, I told my boys, I told, I told my boys they wasn't shit. She said, but the reason we did that is because we knew the world would not love you. We knew mm. the world would not love you, and we brought you up hard because we said, if you can make it out of my house, you can do anything. Nobody can stop you. Look at you. You married to a woman who got two master's degrees, five children, working a full-time job, married to a man who openly confesses that he cleans toilets for a living. Mm. Son, that's coming out of that hard life. It's a hard knock life. For you, mm. and that happened. And once she told me that, it was like my father embraced me from the other side. I felt like I was like that. He couldn't reveal the plan to me. It's almost like you know uh, some old secret service. You know, it's on a need to know basis. But if I tell you, it's called, it's called plausible deniability. Because if I tell you, it's gonna be like you. Uh, uh, your chest get too big and you get too proud in your head. Now, I don't agree with the method, and I don't do that. Like a woman that I'm in love with, I tell them that I love them. I don't say you ain't shit so she can be hard. If I ever have some children, I will not use that. But the tradition comes from Africa, and it's called cursing the meat. And when the warriors will go out and hunt the meat, they would bring it to the edge of the village before they came back into the village, 
and the elders would come out, all the grandfathers would come out and meet the warriors and look at the meat. And whoever had the biggest kill, they would shame him in private. They would shame him in private and be like, what's this, a rabbit? What you mean? You couldn't catch no real meat? Like, this ain't nothing but for a half a person. We got a whole village to feed, even though he had the biggest catch. You see what I'm saying? He, mm. he caught the biggest, wildest deer with the most meat on it. Every time he caught the biggest, wildest deer meat, every time. But if they would have told him he was the best hunter, he could have went out there and got the big head and not been watching his people's back, and then something could have happened, and somebody could have got killed, or he could have become arrogant. But he developed a high level of humility, which I hear from you right now. I hear a high, mm. high level of humility. Now, we as black men, me and you, what we have in common is we are deciding to break the cycle of mental abuse to our children. And you know now how, as far as you done came with the abuse that you had when you was coming up, you're like, yo, I can use another methodology. This one, I ain't going to repeat this right here. I'm going to use my humility and change it. And that's just like the women who are listening to Vonda, the men who are listening to Vonda, the men who are, and, and women who are listening to me. We have to change the genetic cocktail and the way we were raised in order to have something different for generations to come. We have to forgive ourselves and then forgive also those who have transgressed against us. We got a minute and a half on the show. Everybody who's listening on the computer, you need to call in right now, 347-205-9089. Do not hang up if you're on the line or if you got your hand raised. Don't hang up. If you're online listening through the through the computer, it's going to cut off in 90 seconds. If you're on the phone, you're good. Don't move. This is what we call the after party. Okay, Vonda's up past her bedtime, so I ain't going to keep y'all too much further past 11 o'clock. But <laughs> you need to listen to what we are saying so you don't have to wait until the show is over and then got to go download and fast forward. So if you're online, don't move. If you get knocked off in the next 30 seconds, you better hurry up and call back in. So um, the big thing with you, bro, is I'm so proud of you, and I'm looking directly into my mirror because everybody kind of looks at me and is like, well, he must have had some kind of strong support staff when he was growing up. No, my mother and father fought like dogs from the time I was like eight years old. You know what I'm saying? My uh, They split oh, up yeah. when I was 12. I was a latchkey kid. I let myself in. I was getting up cooking my daddy breakfast so he could go to work. He was going to work before I would hit the school bus. And then I would get home by myself. Or I would go down to Annette Johnson's house and eat up under her table. I would go down there and feed the hogs at her house. i go home, do my homework, walk down to her house, help her boys feed the hogs, feed the horses, bale hay, work in the garden, work in the field. And then come inside and eat up under the table like she spit me out her vagina. And then my daddy come pick me up at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. Then I come home, watch Hill Street Blues, and then go to bed. And it's all over the next day. So I understand the story. You see what I'm saying? We have to make good on who we are and what we want. Visualization, visualization, visualization. Hit me up on my email. I got some. I got a lot of stuff I'm going to send to you. 
Coach Kyer at Gmail, K-H-A-Y-R. Or if you're my Facebook friend or you got on here through Facebook, however you got in contact, backtrack them, send me a message, and send me your email, and I got some stuff for you. Not only for the visualization, but also for your business. And you have a brand. I'm also into brand development as a coach. I'm also into house empowerment. There's some things I want to share with you because one of the ways you heal is to get more tools. You see what I'm saying? You listen patiently to what VB had to say tonight. You was picking up tools. The man said he had to hang up, V, go back inside, then sneak back outside to hear your story. Did you hear that? You see what I'm saying? I heard that. So I heard that. That's how, that's how, that, and everybody always asks me, oh, from Toledo, they say, and and I got some cats in Toledo you got to get with. I got some cats in Toledo that's Rosicrucians that's on the low. You don't even know that they're Rosicrucians. You know what I'm saying? And they about your age, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know whether you already know them or not. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to put you in with the high end of my cats. You see what I'm saying? So right. um, when when you people say, well, Kyrie, you so positive. How'd you get all the answers? It's because I dug until my knuckles was bleeding. Which is what I feel you doing. You you came on the show, didn't know what you know all the way we was gonna be talking about, but you stayed on the line. No, I saw the picture on Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you for the follow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Give me a shout out. I'll follow you back. I ain't I ain't tripping. Follow VB still too. But hit me up to make or you could hit me on Instagram and just be like, Yo, Coach, this is my email address. This O from Toledo. Bam, you said you had something for me. I got something for you. Uh, I got something for you and for your queen because I'm I'm now her number two fan. I'm right behind you and the kids. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, VB might be right behind me because ain't she a monster, V? She just a beast. I got to give her another round of applause. Now. This is a dream come true. It's awesome, baby. Hey, man. I I feel that it won't just Instagram, but it was God leading you to come listen mm. to the show tonight, or Spirit leading mm-hmm. you to listen to the show tonight. It ain't nothing else. I don't I don't take credit for I take credit for mm-hmm. look for the little stuff, but for the big stuff, mm-hmm. I know I ain't got nothing to do with. I mm-hmm. send it right upstairs. You understand? So I want to say thank you to the Creator mm-hmm. for giving me the power to make sure I had this show tonight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and for you to come on and be able to receive whatever blessings you could get from. You know what I'm saying? What VB Steele had to offer and from what Coach Kyrie had to offer, yo. I just really mm-hmm. appreciate you coming on the show tonight, man. Thank you. There we go. Yeah, hey, uh, I got to get to another caller, but stay on the line because ain't no telling who's going to come on behind you. We done had two heaters back to back, right, V? I'm serious. Two smokers, you know, so... Thank you, big bro, and um, you know. Uh, yeah, but go, oh, but oh, don't hold back. Uh, you know, write them dreams and them dreams that you got. Go for it. Go for it. And, and tell your wife, because when you, because if she can see it, that's half the that's three quarters of the battle. If you want a promotion, don't go telling your boss. Go tell your wife. If you want an extra thousand dollars this month, don't go tell your boss. Go tell your wife. If you want a new business. Don't go tell your uh your your daddy or somebody else. Go tell your wife because she gonna visualize it. When a woman sees it, it's gonna come ten times faster than if you see it. 
You might have been seeing it, but it ain't come to fruition yet. You need to draw her a picture. You need to draw your woman a picture. And that goes for all the men listening here. You need to draw your woman a picture. And for those of you who got women uh, who got women chasing you, this is my commentary before I get off the air. Those of you who got women chasing you and you just saying, you see how dedicated she is like VB was, but you just want to hit the skins and go. You just want to get up in them guts and see what you can do. Get your freak on. You are a sad waste of sack of piece of shit. And mm. you need to get your shit together. And I can say that. VB don't talk like this. I can say that this is my show. I pay the bills. I do what I want to do. And that's what I'm saying. You need to take your sack of shit ass. And if you're not going to hang yourself from the highest tree, then you need to get your <laughs> shit together and start working on taking that woman who is dedicated. Because it's tough to find a woman out here who's dedicated. And you out here trying to get notches in your belt. If you 17, 18, okay, I give you a slight break. But if your ass is over 29 years old, use a clown. Use a professional, grown clown with a big red nose and a big uh, long shoes on and all that. And I'm not disrespecting you. I'm calling it like I see it. Make a change, man, because we got too many generations that we losing every time you just want to get a notch in your belt. Sit her down and visualize and get her head on straight. Point her in the right direction. If you ain't going to be the one, then tell her you ain't going to be the one. You know what I'm saying? Tell her, hey, you might as well get on down the road and beat it because you ain't the one. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to help nurture her, like Ebony said earlier, you know what I'm saying? If, you, if, if y'all going to remain a friendship, then you need to be a real friend, okay? If you ain't going to do them two things, shh, hey. Not, and I'm a healer, and I believe in promoting life, but what I want you to do is go kill yourself. Just like that. Just start from the bottom and just work your way up. You know what I'm saying? Just just, just go ahead and knock your whole self off. So, and, and I love people, but I'm a warrior for God, like the Archangel Michael. Like all the angels ain't loving. People be thinking all the angels are loving. Archangel Michael ain't loving. He got <laughs> blood on his sword. You understand? And he don't, when he go kill 10,000 people or one person, he don't get reprimanded when he get back to God. So don't come saying, Coach, you going in. Why are you talking to him like that? Because men, evil persists in the world because good men don't stand up. Good men have to stand up. Now, I'm not saying stand up and challenge your father or nothing like that. Forgive yourself because you think that something is wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. So forgive yourself. Then forgive your father in your heart and then keep it moving. Get over there and start visualizing with your woman. And then you make so much money that he can't say nothing. Because like you said, you heard that he talked about you. Like my father talked about me behind, you know, to everybody else. Like I was the prince of England or the king of Africa, the whole continent. You see what I'm saying? But never to me. He never told me. So we have to make that adjustment to start bigging up our children. Because if we ain't got the money to spoil you, we at least got to nurture you with the correct words and not inflict psychological damages, okay? Because child psychology is one of my favorite subjects. I ain't got a PhD in it, but I do know it, all right? So that's my piece on that right there. I got to get to my next caller. 
All right. Thank y'all for being patient while I was running my mouth. Uh, next caller from the 314-322. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello. Hello. Yes. This is um, Brandy, and I'm calling from St. Louis. Brandy? Yes. Thank you, caller. Thank you, Brandy, from St. Louis. How are you doing tonight? Hello, everyone. I'm doing wonderful. How How about you? I'm blessed by the best. Thank you for being patient while I was uh, running off at the mountain. Oh, that's okay. So I have a uh, kind of just like staring from what we've kind of been talking about as far as like women being the quote-unquote men chasers. But my thing is just as a whole, I feel like um, men don't take the initiative or responsibility of getting to know a woman and uh, courting her and things of that nature. So I'll just start off by saying that, you know, of course, like I'm the, I guess, the typical woman who looks good on paper. You know, I have degrees, great job. Um, I think I'm good. Well, I know I'm very good looking. Um, let me see. And, you know, I mean, I, I own everything that I have. But the men that I meet, no, I I don't even think it's to the point where I just don't keep them, but I just don't feel like they're ready um, for me. And I just feel like we there are a lot of articles and things about how to keep a man and what to do with a man, but it's like what type of things are or, or, or is society providing for the men in order to treat us and keep us? Does that make sense? Absolutely, and I'm gonna let Vonda go first. And and so that's just my issue as a as a whole. I, because we can sit on this phone all day and talk about what a woman can do, yes, to keep a man. But it's been times where, and it's just not me. It's me and my friends. Like mm-hmm. all of us are all in the same boat. Like mm-hmm. we're, I mean, very smart women, beautiful inside and out. Mm-hmm. And we meet these guys, and it's like either they assholes or either, you know, okay, they still trying to play the field. And I'm 31 years old. I don't have time for the mm-hmm. games and extra. You know, I'm, I want to travel. Like, I mean, all the, well, I do travel, but, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. to have someone to travel with, like, I'm tired of traveling with my girls, but mm-hmm. we can do that. So it's, I mean, and, and, yes, we are very independent. And I would say it's kind of depressing to know that the men that we do meet, it's like, okay, they're successful too, and I'm and I and we're not even the type that to be like okay they have to be on our level they have to make mm-hmm. X amount of money, but at the same token too it's it's not I just don't think it's equal, you know. Um, and I do appreciate everything that you you did say today on this call as far as like you know um, knowing your worth and and things of that nature, but we know that but it's still like we still get slighted. Mm-hmm. So if you can do me a favor, if you can sum up what your exactly what your question is, because you were saying a lot and and what you've been through and, and your. I mean, I just say the question is why why isn't it information for the males out here? Like it, it's it's all of this, okay. you know, what a woman what a woman needs to do, what a woman should do this, and things right, right. have also changed. I mean, granted. Right. It used like I mean we all know that how the man used to be the provider. I mean we still right. want that, okay? But like I right. said, roles have changed. So, right. what you know, I, I don't know. It, it's just 
kind of um, disheartening just sometimes when, like I say, every time I open up a Mac Essence or Ebony, it's about uh, how, to, how to keep your man and all that stuff like that. But I never see anything in either the Double XL magazine on how to please your woman, how to do this, or how to, you right. know, Right, right. Introduce yourself you, to a woman. Now it's like the men do want us to chase them, but I mean, to be honest, I mean that's just not how I was raised. Right, you know, right, to right. Go after me. I'm, and if I'm in a club or in a, in a social setting, if a man is looking at me throughout the whole night, I'm going to expect him to approach me, not the mm-hmm. other way around. And mm-hmm. not to say that that has to happen in all cases, but just, I mean, in general, it, it to me it makes sense. Right. Because. So, so I don't know. I mean, yeah. So your question, your question is what? How does a woman woman? Is your question is what your is not just you, it's your friends. Is your question is how you're doing everything right? What is the information for the men, or how do you do it when you? Or how, what do you do when you're doing everything right? Is what? Which one is your question? Is, oh, both. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and that and Kyrie, if, uh, if you don't mind, that that's why I'm doing a platform called We Need to Talk Relationships. It's like we got to teach them and to be get into our queen behavior. I think we're probably going to get into that in the next show. But get into that queen behavior is you almost have to teach them how to. And I was in a ministry, and we had a ministry called Teach Me How to Love You. And you got to find that man or that woman where it's worth. Some of them don't know how to treat a woman. You just got to find that one instead of going on to the next and they just not getting it. You got to find that one that's kind of worth being retrained. And it's not that you're settling. I'm not telling you to settle for any type of mess and, and be mistreated. But if you find a man with potential, sometimes they don't know. They don't have a coach. They don't have a mentor. They really don't know how to love a woman. You have to teach them how to love you. And if you have you have a man with a, a good heart and integrity, I would say forget what your girlfriend's saying. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that y'all all are, you know, tearing each other down or saying negative, I wouldn't deal, deal with this, but you almost got to hone in, and if you find a man that's worth it, has some potential, and I'm being so serious, there's a lot of men out there, they just don't know how to treat a woman, literally, which is what inspired me to do We Need to Talk Relationships, because men, literally, there's a lot of men out there that do not know how to be a man, how to be in a relationship, how to love a woman. And we're women, we were trained like that, and we know how to love, and we know how to do this. But men, they're in, in the in the bad thing about this, there's so many women that are allowing such bad treatment that they can just go be with any woman. So when they get a quality woman, they really don't know how they're intimidated. They don't know how to function in that good thing. So my advice is, number, what I'm doing, and I wish it was in my area, but we're going to have to figure out a way to do it live. We need to talk relationships, is teaching each other how to treat each other. How mm-hmm. teaching the man, and and I would just say to you, um, don't give up. But if you find someone, you know that you have a lot of things in common with, and broaden your your um, scope of where you meet a man. But I'm gonna tell you, I'm a testimony. I'm I'm gonna tell mm-hmm. you, I'm a testimony because I was mm-hmm. doing the right things, and I was in a bad relationship, and there was men that were after me. But because I kept doing positive things, there were, and he wasn't all perfect. But there there's a man out there that's worth it. But he's not perfect. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he's worth he's worth you he's worth you getting. In, y'all got to put y'all issues out on the table. Because lo and behold, I know you got some and he got some. Right. You just got to right. find. And that's here. I'm not saying we perfect. You know, I'm not saying I'm right. perfect or nothing. Nah, exactly. Right. Exactly. But, but you got to find that man that that's worth this potential. And it's almost got to be a project to you. And you got to know where his head is at because I'm I'm gonna tell you something. 
the men are just as tired as you are. They want the they want a relationship. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you something good. The men want relationships and they're tired and they want to settle down just like you do. So you got to find that one and start praying and let your spirit say, God, draw me to the one that's for me. I mean, you literally got to call that spirit woman up in you and 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 mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. elevate in the spirit realm. And I promise you, in these times that we are, it's a spiritual battle because. There's a word in the there's a word in the Bible that says in the last days there will be seven women asking, Can I have your last name? And I'll be damned, the devil's a lie, I will not be one of them. I am going to have a man of one wife. So you gotta draw up and get in your word and pray and know who you are in God, but then find a man, let him find you or that that you can work with. And work with him. And that's the and, and but that's the thin line. I, it, and, no, I, I totally see what you're saying. Cause right. I, but, well, yeah, because I've probably given up on the potential to feel like, okay, I, I shouldn't have to be putting in this much work. Because hey, I guess I, I, look for, I look for a partnership. Like, I want it to be right. equal. If you got my back, I got your back. Like what, right. you know, Coach Shea was saying earlier about, you know, if a man come home, don't be a dream killer. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm with that because I'm all about supporting. Right. But I want right. it to be equal. If, when I, you know, I feel like women, and, and this is what I was saying, back in the day, yeah, a man could come home after being at work all day, you know, as the woman stayed at home with the kids, which that's a job as well. But, you know, going out and then coming home and then can just, Bear all his burdens on him, but it's kind of like we fighting the same battle out here. When I go right. out here to corporate America, when I go That's to my true. job, I'm fighting the same battle you fighting. That's you know, true. and then alone we both black. So that That's, that's another battle. So it, I, I don't, <laughs> and then nothing. I just don't want the black man. I always feel like you know I'm a black man, so I got all this going on, and, and you know all this segregation. Of course, you know I'm, I'm I live in St. Louis, so I'm dealing with it firsthand with all the other stuff that's going on. So right. I get it. But we gotta work together. This can't right. just be no oh oh well it's me, oh well it's me. Right, right, right. So and I think you this, got, this, yeah. Go ahead. So baby. when I say it's I'm a sorry. battle, it's like how do you know dealing with potential if if, if it is worth if it's worth the time? Because right now I just feel like I just don't have the time. You know, I just and not to say that I'm not willing to work on something, but I want it to almost be be there. Like almost nothing is perfect, but as far as like my per- perfect for right. me and in us versus me literally. Basically making a snowman, like starting from scratch. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, and this is gonna sound sound so basic. And the only way you're gonna know if it's potential is that you pray about it. I, and mm-hmm. and that's the only thing that I can leave you with. This solid that when you get off this phone tonight, that the only way you know when you meet a man and you gotta say, God, show me if this is a potential, and He will show you. And 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 this season, and I'm gonna tell every woman to get to this queen behavior. When we get into queen behavior, you cannot be a queen behavior and have queen behavior without having a spiritual, um, a spiritual life, a a time with God that you spend with God. And I promise you, I promise you that you're gonna draw that which you are because He's gonna start showing you, and you're gonna start seeing things with spiritual eyes. And then that's the only way that you'll see the potential because you'll be able to read through the excuse me, you'll be able to read through the BS. And you'll be able to know if that man really has a heart and he really wants to try. Because sometimes you're going to get a lot of negatives, but you're going to get a plus that'll take up all the negatives. And so mm-hmm. sometimes it's not going to always be equal. I'm sorry. It's not going to always be equal because, you know, unfortunately the man is at a disadvantage now and the women are a little stronger. And that's just unfortunate. But sometimes, it, and you might get a situation where it's a lot of pluses on his eye and you have negative, but just don't always look at that, look at the total package of what else he can give you emotionally, spiritually, 
you know. So you just got to de- de- know what that potential is. And this day and time, and all I can leave with you is, is you got to pray about it. And you, you got to really, you know, ask God to show you, and he will, because it's a, it's, it's a spiritual. The one thing, the reason why I'm doing this is because the enemy doesn't want, he doesn't want relationships. He doesn't want marriages. Mm. So we're dealing with a spiritual, whatever, I, you know, what I want to leave on the show, we're dealing with a spiritual battle because the number one weapon against Satan and building the kingdom of God is marriages and relationships. And so you got to go into this with a whole different mindset when you get off this phone tonight. you got to go to God and say, God, show me where my mate is. Show me who my husband is. Show me who my king is. Show me what I'm missing. And I promise you, right. you your whole life is going to change. And you, you right. And you, it, yeah, because I, I believe you're not only show by chance. It's like he said, you're not only show by chance. There's a man out there waiting for you. There's a man for you that's for you, and you're for him, and y'all going to build and get married. I believe and I prophesy to you that you're going to find a man, he's going to find you, and you're going to be married because you wouldn't even be on this show, and your heart is in the right place. So, you just, I, you, I, yeah, I hope yeah. that, you know, to hear from you again and hear a testimony. You sure will. Uh, you, you're going to know. Yes. Is it is it my turn? Is it my turn now? It's your turn. Uh, see this. See this. Why? See. See. Uh. See. Brandy. You. Che- uh. Brandy. You cheating. Brandy. You know why you cheating? Why? Because. <laughs> because you over here. You over here sitting on the front row. You know what I'm saying? Stay, staying on the phone the whole show to make wow. sure. She stayed after class where the rest of everybody was like, oh, I ain't got time to watch that. I ain't going to do nothing extra. I'm going to just complain about it. I feel just like Brandy, but I ain't going to go get no coaching. I ain't going to get no tools. I ain't going to open my mouth. I'm going to just sit around here and be negative. And then when you pop up and the prophecy come true and you got and you got two or three men right here fighting to put a ring on your finger and mm. they're all pre-qualified, overqualified, mm. uh, they're going to be like, Girl, you must be cheating. I want you to say, yep, sure am. If I want you to say, mm. yep, sure am. Because cheating is putting in that extra work. That's cheating right. is, let me go and Proverbs 3, 5, lean not on your own understanding. To me, that's the greatest sin in the Bible. If you lean it on your, you coming to us tonight shows humility. That's humility. right. That's right. Sure, you show some frustration, but if you said, let me ask, even if I'm over here laughing about your question, it's just so funny to me. Well, one, because in my personal coaching, when I coach people one-on-one, I say, you asking the wrong question. You can ask a question, but you're asking the wrong question. But you ain't my personal client, so tonight I'm going to show you what a session with coach looks like. I'm going to show you how you take your question and turn it into an empowering question versus a oh my lord 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 l-a-w-d instead of spelling l-a-r-d you spelling it l instead of l-o-r-d you spelling the l-a-w-d like lord lord you know what i'm saying like we don't want to do lamenting we want to do power so i'm gonna back all the way up first and say one of the main reasons is you have to learn new definitions of new words. So you and your, the enemy has made success for black women in college and corporate America your own nightmare because you took the term 
I don't need no man and misused it. And you turned it into a incomplete sentence. See, when you say I don't need no man and put a period on it, then you in trouble. Uh When you say I don't need no man to buy me a car. I don't need no man to pay my mortgage. I don't need no man to put me through college. Hey, we ain't got no problem with that. Men are servers. We want to serve women, and if we don't feel needed, we're going to look somewhere for a woman who is looking for somebody who is needed. And it's just that easy. I don't believe in the word cheat, especially if you ain't married. If you married, then I might we can talk about using the word cheating. But if you're mm-hmm. going together and then the man step out on you, guess what? Mm-hmm. It's because he didn't feel like he was necessary. If you run into a man and you make substantially more money than he does, and then you're like, I don't need you for nothing, so we're going to be a team. You done effed up already because he already intimidated because society is not on your side. So you can't talk to him like that. You can't make not one assumption that he is healthy in his head when you start talking to him because he, you don't. Black women don't have a bunch of enemies coming out after y'all's throat trying to kill you every day. So if you want to date a black man, you better take that into consideration about how you talk to him. And I know you're saying, well, look, I asked you a question about, well, what about how he talks to me? Men are like dogs. Women are like cats. You want something Mm. from us, you get loyalty from us. Now, I am fully against Captain Saver Bro. Just like I'm against Captain Save-A-Ho. A lot of your sisters who make a lot of money have picked up men and put them into a fixer-upper project. And you try to change him. Shame mm-hmm. on you. So Shame, on you. Mm-hmm. Shame on you. You tried to save him or you thought it was his potential or yada, yada, yada. Sit down with a man. When's the last time you sat down in front of a man and said, I make more money than you and I don't give a fuck? When the last time you said that? See, or when's the last mm-hmm. time when last time y'all sat down and the first part of the conversation was money? See, it's such a uh elephant in the room and we start, and that's what we thought that that's how we start to become liars. We become liars because we're not talking about obvious truths. If you hurting and I see that you are a tigress and you got a splinter in your paw. I need to take the splinter out the paw first. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about building and doing the teamwork and all this other kind of stuff like that right there. What should the man do? The man should be healthy. The man should be calling Coach Kair trying to say, how do I learn what my roles are? And But the man can't do nothing without your motivation. Here's a problem. You're the females who still giving booty to niggas who wearing their pants hanging down below their ass. Mm. You gotta fix. You gotta fix that problem. I can't fix it. I can walk around Atlanta and talk to as many dudes as I t- and say, pull your pants up, tell them history of who they are, do astrology, all that. But as long as he know he can be rewarded by a woman for his poor behavior and poor dress, he's going to continue to do it. Now, when you change your conversation around and say, honey, I do need you. I need you to help me be a stronger woman. 
I need you because I need you to help me uh, 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 um, develop some of the things that I have. Honey, I need you to protect me. Michael Bazin came on my show and said the more the most ignorant things I ever heard a man say in my life at that mm. at at his degree. And he said, women nowadays, since they make more money than us, they only need us for sex and enjoyment. I said, my God, how did you get where you're at? You must have had some favor with the devil or something because God didn't put you in that position, not talking ignorantly like that. Women need us to protect them mentally and physically and emotionally and spiritually. Now, all you got to do is start picking out the healthy men and stop rewarding unhealthy men. What you and your girlfriend's been doing, what I call is the shotgun technique. I went and got fully qualified externally. Externally, I'm fully qualified. Like you said, I'm on paper. I look good. I do this. I own all my own stuff. Yeah, but when you start telling the man that, guess what? He don't feel like you can, like he can do shit for you. He ain't looking for you. Mm-hmm. You got to make yourself seem that you be needy. Not greedy, but you need to look like and make me feel like you need, like I'm needed. You need to stand in front of the car door and don't touch it. And you need me to open the door. You can't open the door yourself. Act like something wrong with your hand or something. Act like you on the phone. He got out the car. You still sitting in the car. Sit on your damn Instagram until that nigga come open the door. <laughs> and th- that way you are, like Vonda said, you're teaching him that you need him in the proper way. Don't sit around and say, my light bill is due, and then pop up and put the light bill in front of him. See, you got some other sisters who done done that that's got your game messed up. You're, you you perfect, but it's, a, it's, it's some women in your tribe, just like me. Some men in my tribe got the game toe up, got the game, and it's harder for me because they lied, and they won't. They, they, they just didn't do the extra mile that they're supposed to be doing, and they embarrass me as men, but I still have to keep on doing what I'm going to do and stay in my lane. When you pray, mm-hmm. Vonda gave you the, the, the invisible technique. You start tapping into mm-hmm. the law of attraction. When you ask, and then you start showing that you are deserving, you have to cut out all fixer-upper projects. You must quit hanging around your successful homegirl who says there ain't no good men because she's doing, she's working black magic. If you got a female hanging around you that said there ain't no more men out here and you hanging around her nodding your head, you are a co-conspirator to the black magic. And she has cursed your life and hers too. And then you rock with her and both of y'all will be lonely and miserable. Separate yourself from her. If you looking, are you looking for a good man or are you looking for a whole bunch of miserable females who are financially successful on paper? Which one are you looking for? Uh, uh, I can't have both. <clears throat> no, 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 not if you're on the <laughs> island. If you're on the island, this is one of them island questions. You want to go, I mean, but listen to what you just said. You want a, <laughs> You want a man who's built up strong, kingly, and then you still want to hang around some females who all they do is practice black magic out their mouth and bad mouth <laughs> no. shit. No, but I, I don't hang with I, I don't hang with you. I hang with a lot of positive um young ladies. There you go. Well then look, then what you do is y'all start a book club and start creating your own magic. 
and say, look, we're going to read Man Chaser, we're going to read Man Leads, and we're going to start to identify what's a healthy man. There's 15 qualities of a healthy man. He's not addicted to substance or gambling. He considers himself more confident than insecure. He's emotionally stable. He has goals. Uh, he will always put you first. See, y'all mm-hmm. got to get your interview process up a lot faster. Steve Harvey, ain't no 90 days to wait till we have sex. Give this joke on the interview process and then mm. boom, see what's popping. But listen, in the interview process, you're asking him to be transparent. You better be ready too. You should fill out the form. What I got one today too. As a matter of fact, shoot me an inbox or an email, and I'm gonna send you the thing called a relationship resume. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, okay, that'll be real good. And then you fill it. You have two, and you have a blank one, and, and you got two blank ones, and you say, he say, oh girl, you got old fat booty. Ooh, your lips look good. I want to take you out. You say, well, look, we can go ahead and cut to the chase. Meet me over at uh, at the gas station. We're gonna fill this. We're gonna fill this resume out on the trunk of my car. That's the. And then I'm gonna give you yeah. mine. You're gonna give me yours. And then mm-hmm. I'll see if I'm gonna call you and you see if you really want to talk to me or not. Cause this booty may fool you. KRS said the girls look good, but their brain is not ready. I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather talk to a woman. Cause the mind is so steady. So here we go. So when you fill out your uh your relationship resume, put down things about you that he's gonna give you the um the the composite. Now my man came on the show a few weeks ago and he said this is one of y'all's number one killers. Y'all don't oh, wanna yeah. tell all the y'all don't wanna tell all the truth. If you got a nigga on the side who's a half ass nigga and he just hitting it, he just a mattress monkey, make sure you put that on your relationship resume when you meet the new guy. Don't meet the new guy and then don't want to be honest about the old side mattress monkey that you got hanging on because you want to know how many mattress monkeys he got because the successful women, and this I can prove because I done been there, the successful, financially successful woman who's lonely in her 30s and 40s, she got side niggas around that because she wants somebody to keep her bed warm and she don't want to have a lonely vagina. And that's just real talk. So when you meet and you're going after the one, you're going to have to let go of the many. Sister Myra says you can't take 10 AAA batteries and make them do what one D battery is going to do because it mm-hmm. mathematically added up. You got to get rid of them ones that's hangarounds and get with the one that you want to hang on to. Learn the discretion. I also would tell you to roll with the astrology. You got to find out who you are so you can communicate. A lot of females, oh, that was the other thing you said. The roles mm-hmm. done changed. You know what? They mm-hmm. changed for worse. You better change them back to what they used to be. There's too many women walking around here with masculine tendencies. You'll never get a man. I can't tell a man to do nothing to get around your masculine tendencies. All I can tell a man is stay in his king lane and leave you alone. I'm not going to tell a man who makes as much money as you or more or less, who's a king, and then you want to act masculine. I don't have no words for him because you don't deserve a masculine man 
if you have masculine tendencies. Now, I ain't talking directly to you. I'm talking to everybody in the sound of my voice. But you have to put mm-hmm. up your mask. You have to you have to put the roles back where they supposed to be scientifically. Guess what? They got gay marriages uh, adopting children. Forty years ago, you couldn't do that. A hundred years ago, you couldn't do that. And so you mm-hmm. can't keep saying, "Well, since it changed, I got to change with the times." Hell no, because then all you're gonna have is a new dysfunctional relationship. You better put it back like it's supposed to be. And I'm feminine, and you're masculine, and I'm not going to compete with you because that's what corporate America has caused most women to do, and men. They got us competing mm-hmm. against one another in the job field, and then when we go back to the house, we're still competing. We can't separate household from business. So um, mm-hmm. the relationship resume is going to be immediately wonderful for you. So I'm going to send you the ladies. I'm going to send you a copy of the one I got and her website because I okay. can't think of her name right now. And okay. start the book club. Go to Amazon and get your get, get you two or three copies of Man Chaser. And then when you and then when they get in, you charge your girlfriends double. I paid fifteen for the book. Y'all owe me thirty. What? That's right. Because I took the initiative. Y'all <laughs> for man. You know what I'm saying? Because ain't it fun when all of y'all can go out with y'all boo? to the skating rink or go bowling together and bring in your man. Because women, remember what Vonda said, you want to keep a man and you want to keep a good man. You don't want to keep no half-ass right. man around. You want to keep uh, a good it, man. Exactly. But we can't compete against feminine masculinity. Your number one key is your magic and do not believe roles have been changed. They're trying to change the roles because the devil don't want to see you get together. Don't 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 succumb to that. Don't repeat that. Don't repeat that. Don't make that true in your life. You start saying I'm old school. He need to open the door for me. And guess what? Since you told God, I need him to open the door for me. God will send somebody who will open the door for you. God will give you what is called a male voucher. Women need to have a man in their life so they can vouch for them. But you need a healthy man. If you're single mm-hmm. now and you ain't even dating. You should still be have have a man over at your house that you cook for at least once a week, or you cook for him and take it to him, and be you know and and say, look, we friends. I ain't trying to uh, I ain't trying to like push up on you or nothing, but I know that you need feminine energy. See, here's the here's the thing, men, you men out here need to treat all women like at. Act as if. Act as if she was going to be your wife, even if she's ugly. Or Wait she's a minute. Overweight. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. I got a question. So you yeah. saying once, okay, again, when I talked about a partnership, like it should go both ways. So that same man that you're saying that is my quote-unquote friend and I'll take a meal to him once a week, he should be doing the same the opposite week. No. No, because it's, not? it's not because it's not feminine. He's supposed to come over and clean the yard. Wait, 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 wait. The so you saying no, 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 a man no, 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 cooking? No, no. But I'm talking about in the scheme of things. What do you want him to do? Do you that's ma- You want him to do something masculine? Ain't nothing wrong with him cooking for you. No, nothing wrong with him cooking for you. But he needs to be doing something masculine for you. You know why they got so many gay gay men right now? Is because they because they mamas in a single family household didn't give him no manly things to do. She said, clean the chandeliers. 
and he cleaned the shack. She wouldn't let him go out and play football. If you're bringing him a mm-hmm. meal once a week or cooking for him once mm-hmm. a week, he should mm-hmm. be over there cut, cutting the grass. He should be over there uh, uh, washing your car. Think Prince Charming. Prince Charming don't mm-hmm. cook. Prince Charming don't cook. Now, he can cook, but that ain't a function of I did it, so you should do it. Don't do tit for tat. Do energy for energy. If you do something mm, okay. that, is, that is that is yin and feminine, don't ask him to do something feminine back for you. Ask him to do something okay. masculine I think back. I see what you're saying. Expect him to do something masculine. You bringing me a plate of food, or who can do it better? At the end of the day, oh, in the majority. Now, yes, there's some men that can cook better than women, but overall. The woman, it feels better to us if you're cooking for us. And here's the crazy part. I'm going to blow your mind right here. Your man (laughs) that you get into a partnership with, let's say you make $200,000 a year and he make $40,000 a year. In 18 months, if you get behind him totally, he can double your, he can make twice as much as you and you can stop working. He (laughs) can go for he can go from forty thousand to four hundred thousand, and you can just stop working out altogether because a real man is gonna be like, "Bring your ass to the house." You th- you say you're thirty one mm-hmm. years old. Your biological clock is ticking. Women like you, when y'all have a baby, y'all want to stay home for six months. Well, why don't you let your man be at least a half a millionaire, so you ain't got nothing to worry about. But if it's a if it's a matter of contention, see, a lot of women won't get behind a man because she's going to make him prove something over time, but she's going to demand that he love her immediately. As soon as you come in, you better respect me immediately. You better respect who I am right now. Well, when you going to get behind him and support him in what he needs? See, you don't need a man to cook for you because you can cook like a female and it probably tastes good. You need a man to mm-hmm. come in and validate you and be manly. So pick something manly that you don't want to do yourself. Ain't it something manly that you might do now that you don't feel like doing? Maybe if he come over there after he um after he eat dinner at your house, he may get in there and like take all the trash out and be like, you know what? I saw that your refrigerator was leaking or something. I'm finna fix that. I'm finna move. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. finna call. I'm finna call my homeboy and we're gonna move this whole refrigerator. Or you may be like. I don't know what's wrong with my toilet in there. You know, the water keeps running. Ain't no woman want to stick her brand-new $50 uh, pedicure hand down behind no toilet and fix no runny, leaky sink. Let a man come in there and just let his male energy come in and take over. Not take over your household, but just let him be a man. We don't want to run your household. We know that you're paying all the bills and your house is bigger than mine. That's not what we desire. That's what Housewives of Atlanta try to trick y'all into thinking. We don't care nothing about that shit. I just want to be a man and be respected for what I do. And you want to mm-hmm. be a female and do feminine things and be respected for what you do. I need a woman around me to validate me. I'm a piss poor king if I ain't got no females hanging around me. And they better be gangster. Put some heels on. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that lipstick is right. Make sure that lip gloss is right. Make sure your hair is done. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you smelling good. Because when I come around, I'm coming around with that ooh When you go somewhere mm-hmm. with me, every man knows not to disrespect you. My roommate was on the train by herself day before yesterday, by herself. She wanted, and she looked good, but this day she was all covered up. 
you know, she looked fine all the time, but she probably, her eyes was a six. The man across the train reached over, rubbed her on her knee, and tried to stick two or three dollars down her boot. Now, if I was sitting beside her, even as a friend, what's the chances you think he would have leaned over there and tried that? Zero. Um, Zero. Right. If you seen my picture, you seen my picture on Facebook or Instagram, you see all these dreadlocks? That nigga would have been like, shit, I ain't touching her. She got that nigga, she got a werewolf sitting beside her. You know what I'm saying? But it's a certain energy that women give off when they have male presence in their life. When you have a regular male presence in your life, there's a certain energy that you give off. And and men won't try dumb shit like that. That was very dumb of him to try. That was very dumb of him to do. I would have smacked all of his teeth out the left side of his face because I'm right-handed. I would have just tried to smack all the teeth out of his face. And I would have prayed he would have got back up and said something or done something. You see what I'm saying? Now, that's the type of gorilla that you need. Even if he just come over there and just walk around the house with a tank top on. You know what I'm saying? And you see his muscles. Let me take your coat, King. Come on in here. I got some uh, collard greens, some black eyed peas, and uh, I just thought you might, uh, you might want a good meal. But you know you're gonna have to go when I finish. You know, you know you, uh, you know you can't stay overnight. But there's that energy around the house. It it's a combination. We have to start working in energy patterns and looking at things that are non visible to the eye. Just like when Vonda said. And then when you leave, you pray about it. And guess what? The friend that ain't the one that you want to be a partner with, he not a partner because you ain't described him nowhere. Have you written down what your ideal man looks like? Have you written down how tall he is, what color his eyes are? Have you written an imaginary letter to your Prince Charming yet? Hmm. Do that. Work your magic, honey. We ain't got no magic. I mean, we got a little bit of magic because we got it from my mama. But we ain't got the magic that you got inherently. It's your God-given divine right to work your magic. Write the letter. Get off the phone with me tonight. Go get you some yellow parchment paper and a red pen and say, Dear Honey, and write the letter to him about how glad and how grateful you are for the type of relationship you're in. Because if it ain't written down, it ain't no good. If it's just in your head and you and your... Homegirls who are very positive are just talking about it. Y'all using what I call baby magic. Those women who are in power couples, they're using grown-up magic. I'm giving you a grown-up magic formula. You mess around, your ass be uh, 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 booed up before the beginning of the year. It's getting cold, too, now. I don't, You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying that you should do it just because it's getting cold, but, hey, this is, a, this is an excellent time right here. Also, coaching, not just coming on the show, but there's other techniques that I'm not giving up right now. You know what I'm saying? That I give to people who say, yo, I want to be, I want to, I want to come in and be coached for six months to change my life around to attract the right man or to attract the right woman. I got that kind of program set up too. Next one starts on June the 13th. I mean, I'm sorry, November the 13th. Come on and get in because... If you look at the video on the page, it says, be careful looking for a life partner when you might end up with a life sentence. You don't want to end up with no life sentence because you ain't really sure of who you know, who you are yet. 
That's why I say get some coaching, get the skills, learn your astrology chart to see who you are. Do you know who your porn star is in your chart? Do you know who, who your Prince Charming is? Do you know who your ideal husband is? Do you know the six men that you are naturally equally yoked to? I feel that if you ain't, you done failed a pop quiz. Mm-hmm. You to, and, and then it makes it much easier. You'd be like, oh, my Prince Charming is a such and such. Oh, okay, when your birthday? Oh, you were such and such. Okay, you gonna uh, you gonna treat me like a Prince Charming? Oh, when's your birthday? Oh, you one of the one I need to avoid. There ain't nothing I can do to make this work ever in life. Boom, it's over. Thank you. See you later. That's what the <laughs> that's what those things do for you. So, um, let's 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 talk about some of that offline. If any of that is interesting, tell me now though. Has anything I told you so far? Has any of it made any sense? Very much so. Oh. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Especially when you're talking about, like, the energy and, it, um, you know, just taking on those roles and, and I'll see what I can find. I and look. I can't for anybody, but. I'm <laughs> no. Ain't nothing wrong being picky. Like, I'm going to do a show for the knuckleheads Oh. Now. I'm gonna do a show for the knuckleheads, but I believe. In well, you need some ladies on the line when you talk to them. Well, make sure you be on the line, then. If you want to be a panelist, then you got to get your stuff in order first. Before... All right, I'm gonna get me and my crew on the phone. Okay, well, I want your crew to be in order first. I don't need no um, I don't need no um, I don't need no uh chickens. What? I need some uh, eagles. I need some eagles on the uh, phone, not chickens. Um, I don't need chickens. I'm looking for eagles. Okay. They're, okay. They're there, and I'll I'll. Send you a Facebook message um, so that you can send me that that um, the relationship questionnaire. Uh huh. There we go. And th- make sure you remind me what it is. Some somebody else is listening too, and they like, I want one. I want one. Well, right. You, make sure one. you re- make sure you remind me. And now because I'm gonna print them off and I'm keep them in my car. They're gonna be they're gonna be on deck <laughs> at all times. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Yeah. I think that's real sexy. Ow! Oh. Sexy. Hey, yeah. I'm about my business. There we go. There we go. There we go. Thank you for calling in. Let me give you a standing round of applause. It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. This is a dream come true. Yes, yes, y'all. Uh... Make sure you stay in contact. Don't get out here and fall and bump your forehead and forget what we talked about tonight, all right? I want to see some action. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right. All right. I got don't, – don't hang up, though. I got three more callers. You might want to hear something they're saying. First one is from the four – first one is from the 414. Your microphone is wide open. You got uh, one minute. You got a minute and a half. What you got for me? Peace. I just want to say I am so happy that I got on the phone. This is Ozara, and I have enjoyed myself. I've learned some things. Um, one of the questions that I have, or a, a statement, uh, was referring to the sister wanting there to be the tit for tat. I was down that road with my ex-husband, and we would do the whole tit for tat thing. It was so immature. Looking back on. Um, 
looking back on how we handled one another, how I would handle him. Well, if you do this, then I'll do that. And we both missed out on so much, the healing that we could have been for one another, uh, being able to uplift and, and, and hold each other down. But instead, we were holding back from one another. And we really did a lot of damage to one another. Um, so that was just a really excellent point about the energies that you want to exchange and not being on a tit-for-tat level. Um, what I what I heard you saying, VB Stills, I really appreciate you. Again, your transparency is necessary for the healing that, that we need in our community. Um, what I heard was myself, that whole um, rejection. It was about from my father and just needing and wanting that love so much I'm a very loving person, a very giving person. and But you, you have to be very careful who you give that to. And uh, I listened to the uh, the recording from Blog Talk Radio, Kair uh, with um, Ro, and it was talked about the healthy men. And, and it's like when you're giving yourself like that to unhealthy men, it's, it's just, you're going down a dead end. And so um, I've just really been tapping into myself and looking at myself on what I can do better to um, to be the best me so that I can be open. And I have done the letter. I have done the list, and I kept making mistakes. One time I had the perfect list, but I forgot to put single on it, and so the guy wasn't single. <laughs> then I made a, made the list again, and, oh, the guy, he was super, this brother was just everything on the list, but I forgot to put heterosexual, bisexual. Ooh. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and so, you know, I know that we do have this power, and I tap into my power, and then I forget my power. I tap into my power, and then I forget my power. So tonight I was just, you know, just reminding myself, just stay tapped into your power. Your feminine energy is a beautiful thing. The world will try to make you think that you have to be hard, tough, and, you know, you can be a superhero. You don't have to be a superhero. You be the feminine um, energy that the planet needs, and and that's the healing that that will come into a relationship. And I'm just I'm glad I stayed online, and I'm glad I stayed on the call, and uh, just heard from from both the male and the female energy. And you said a lot of us straight, and you reminded a lot of us that there are things we're doing right, and there's some things we can improve upon. And you Absolutely. That certainly showed Absolutely. That. There you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. What is that? Thank <laughs> uh, Hey, um, you sound like somebody who likes to add champagne to your campaign. I'm inviting you over <laughs> to Moon Magic 28, too. We do relationships. We do everything is custom over there. Go check out my page, Moon, Mag- uh, Moon Magic 28.info. Watch the video. And then see if that's something that might you might be interested. I got all I got all kind of special weapons and uh, stuff I be passing out over there. So, you know, that may be okay, something that I'll you, check it out. you know may uh, may want to because that gets started next week. And you mm-hmm. are one of the, you made me say that because you saw that being precise with the universe gets you what you want, and not being precise gets you a joke. You know what I'm saying? The universe be like. Ah, right. ah, <laughs> Ain't that funny? Exactly. You know what I'm and it exactly. ain't funny. So I appreciate you and thank you very much. Let me try and get these other two callers in in four minutes, which I doubt, but I'm gonna try. Thank you. All right, thank you. Next caller from six six one four eight three. What's happening? What's your name and where you calling from? Hey, coach. This is Chloe Love here. 
Hold on, hold on. I want to. I know you in the building, but I want to see who else this is at the 904-904-508. What's your name and where you calling from? This is Christine from Jacksonville, your truck driver. Christine says she up in the building. She be driving the truck out here. Y'all got uh, y'all got about three minutes. Chloe, what you got for me first? And then, Christine, what you got? All right. So, first, I want to say thank you, Coach, for putting this call together and just creating this platform. It's just pure awesomeness. BB Phil, honey child, you laid it all on the line this evening, and I just honor who you are as a woman because uh, I know that it is not easy, and especially in this society, to speak your truth, especially as, as powerfully as you did. And what I took away from this call is it's a knowing I already have, but it just cemented it even more. Is as women, we really have to understand that our communication is power, like that is our power source. And anytime we are buying into any thought that's outside of being a goddess and being powerful, we lose. So, um, so yeah, I just want to thank you again and thank you for that reminder. And, uh, yeah, I just love the call. Like I'm going to be posting uh, more in the Facebook page event group. But, yeah, thank you so much. It's awesome, baby! Yeah. Christine, what you got for me? I just wanted to say I really appreciate the call tonight, and I enjoyed it. I've listened to it for a while, so I I am still here listening to it. And thank you, BB, for sharing your story with us. And also, I'm going to um, have to get with you about that resume, okay? Something on the and thank you for adding more champagne to my cafe. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's what we do around here. Champagne. This is a dream come true. And the hits just keep on coming. Yes, 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 yes. I want to say thank all of you so much for tuning in to Zoom in tonight. Uh, please check out the book. Go to Amazon. Type in Man Chaser VB Steel. All one word. Uh, the link is in the event room on Facebook. You can just type in Queen Behavior Radio, and it'll pop up. Uh, yo, we're going to be back here next Wednesday. I want y'all to rock with us. Bring a friend, uh, Brandy. Look, I'm waiting on that challenge. You're talking about, yeah, all my girls. We Yeah, yeah okay, right, 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 right. When I had a knucklehead show, we're going to see. You know, we're going to have to talk about incorporating y'all, because I don't want y'all to just be jumping the brothers, you know what I'm saying? But, yes, we will have a show for the quote-unquote knuckleheads, but it's the gods in the making. You can't just call them knuckleheads. You got to call them gods in the making, kings in the making. Like VB Steele said, not a fixer-upper project, but something that you can share some wisdom with and share some energy with. So I appreciate everybody for calling in uh, next Tuesday night, Symptometry, 8 o'clock. Next Wednesday night, 9 o'clock. Let's get this party started. The party's over tonight. I'm going to holler at y'all. Let's celebrate. Peace.